0: Straight Riffin is filmed in front of a live internet audience.
1: I am riffin'. Mitch is riffin'. What more can I say? Straight straight Riffin'. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that paper. This
0: show is intended for mature audiences only.
1: I've seen a lot of this.
2: I don't know how much we're discussing this experience
1: together. Are you really not having a good time? I'm
2: having a fantastic
0: time.
1: Teddy I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right.
2: All right. Hate mercenary. H- h-
1: hater for hire. Hater for hire. I should put up a bit this guy. There are two victimless crimes. All right.
2: One, jerking off when your windows open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia.
1: I am confessing to a large scale crime. Scene okay. All right. right Legs akimbo, engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archive for posterity. Great internet.
2: No, so, uh, it'll like, uh, it? it'll come back to haunt you every day. <laughs> Oh, that is right, bitches and motherfuckers, it is January 14th, 2013, uh, episode 94 of Straight Riffin'. I'm your host, Reverend Mitch, and with me, as always, is the difficult brown, the hater-for-hire, Mr. Teddy T.M.I. Tutson how the fuck are you
1: sir i'm doing all right mitch i'm struggling in a different world right now trying to give a high five to Mm -hmm. my girl zora neil hurston you know how it is head held high we gonna persevere baby okay i have no idea what that's all about but all right then (laughs) and our (laughs) guest this
2: evening
3: mr ben
2: gonzalez
3: how the fuck are you sir I was great, and now I'm greater. All right. that, that was amazing. All right, good, good.
1: That's how it's I would like always, to make you feel it's warm
3: comfortable. Always, it's always nice to
1: see the guests be caught off guard by I the have, grand introduction. Yeah. <clears throat> Seriously, that's, yeah. never,
3: that's never happened to me before. Which
1: I feel like it speaks to the the fault of society at large to give people more uh, occurrences where you can be introduced in a grand fashion. Yeah, like yeah. We need that, man. Right. We need that. Right. If you were a manager... Like, why wouldn't you just bring in your employees for a, a board meeting with that kind of echo? Yeah, thing? that's true. that'd be great. That's Fun. true. Running the sales departments, mm-hmm. yeah. Mossy Stone, accounts receivable,
2: Merv.
3: Yeah, no, I got you. You I should have a graduation you. at least once a day. Is what, <laughs> what you're saying? Oh, that's true. There is yeah, in graduation no. they do that. That's yeah.
2: pretty much it. But they, actually, the graduation one is more like. Uh, let's see. I'll see if I can. I'm see if I can. I can duplicate the graduation one here. Uh, It's it's got such an echo to it. It's like Teddy Totson Ben Gonzalez Mitch Marzoni. What
1: kind of soulless auditorium did y'all graduate in, bro? My people had warmth. Really? Yeah, son.
2: All right. Well, people at war. I didn't. I went I fucking all white high You know, lame white. Graduate like, of okay. okay. a gospel thing no,
1: Well, it was a large uh, uh, Houston public school. Oh, did you say college? No, Oh, about, uh, high okay. okay. high, high school. school. I was talking bad. about
2: high school. We're talking about high school? Yeah, I didn't It was
1: gospel bad. high, though. Yeah, it was gospel high, bro. So. <laughs> gospel high was real big. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> and
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh Tennant. Yeah. That
1: was big, bro. That was real big. I hope they did the. I was in all AP gospel courses. Is that a movie yet?
3: Because
2: gospel Rock and Roll High. I really
1: don't know Uh, how Gospel gospel High has I really feel like... Don't say it too
2: loud. The Wayan brothers are always looking for an extra dollar. We
1: need to keep that one real low, but (laughs) Riffin Productions will bring you Gospel High before the world ends. That needs to happen, bro. need you to come (laughs) to the principal's office. (laughs) Get all a right, cameo from go. Kirk Franklin, <laughs> and then we are go,
2: baby. That's yeah. uh, all, all you need in a life. Uh, so, how are things? What's
3: what's what's going down? What's how's life? Things are great, and I'm I'm happy to be here, man. Because the last time I was on a UStream show, I think I was like the worst guest in the history of the internet.
0: Oh, you know oh what, what did you do? Yeah,
3: it, it, it was like over a year ago. I yeah, was uh, on. Like, I was shit on Juice Juice TV. I like I, I've heard it. that name. They yeah. always have like Latino comics. Yeah, my, yeah. And this dude Walter Reyes brought me on. Walter Reyes, is totally cool man. funny as fuck. But anyway, uh, it, it's supposed to be like a Byron Allen kind of thing. Yeah. Like softball. Oh. You, know, oh. you just get your set up you to lead your, into yeah. your set. You know yeah. You know what I mean? I you write your own questions even. Right. Oh my god. I couldn't. My jokes are too fucking weird. I couldn't think any any <laughs> You didn't even know how to you set your own self up. Into my shit, <laughs> yeah, it's going to yeah. seem like super fabricated. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you know, what I mean? like I, I I I couldn't even comprehend it. So I wound up writing like legit questions. So All when right. I'm giving the answers it was like all right, I'm not being fucking funny at all.
1: <laughs> like, why did you get into this business? Well, I actually wanted like, to touch people. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously,
2: dude, it, it was awful. That Byron <laughs> Allen kind of that that setup sort of thing.
1: Every time I comics watch that uh, comics unleashed uh, for anyone who's not familiar with comics unleashed, essentially the format just go on is, YouTube is uh, byron allen is sitting uh he's got sort of a faux round table everyone's Mm -hmm. in like armchairs he's got four comedians and he just goes around from comic to comic just prompting them with setups that they've given him to go into various Mm -hmm. bits so teddy
3: you like riding the bus don't
1: you now you know byron (laughs) i was on the bus last week and all of a sudden these poor people got on and i was like oh shit we broke you know, and then everyone right, goes right. crazy. Right. That's how I talk gotcha. you. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Of course, of
3: course. Mm-hmm. Can't do that bit in India now, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the bus in India. Well, you know that's I mean? a very don't different. do get thing. on
1: it, women. Don't get on that bus. That's a very different. That they just had another incident that just happened.
3: Yes,
2: Louis. We do. Don't don't people sometimes tell you to suck weird things? Yes. One time it was a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, uh, no, it's, it's seriously, go on YouTube and type in Comics Unleashed. It's, it's sad. I mean, it's really, and it's the thing is, like, a number of our friends use that in their, in their, in their, uh, intro when they get brought up on stage. He was also on Comics Unleashed. And, uh, I have now, I've made a pact with myself that I will never again watch one of my friends on Comics Unleashed. I will never watch those clips because I just, it's hard for me to look at them as human anymore.
1: It's really weird yeah. for me to I'm think like about I couldn't I don't think
2: I I literally don't think I could do it. I don't think I think, I think you know, what's weird that, about me for Comics
1: know. Unleashed is that it's so like I mean, I mean it is the definition of the old school comic format of, you know, set up, punchline, set up, punchline, yeah. but you're yeah. literally being set up and it's just I feel like kind of the same way that you're talking about where like it's weird to think about the jokes that I have. And how I would, like... and my an actual, actual conversation. right? Like, if I, like... And, and the thing that's weird is that I've always written my jokes very conversationally, but that doesn't mean that that's because, like, someone's like, well, now tell me what you think about racists. And I'm like, well, you know
0: something? Like, right, it's just a right.
1: weird... It's a weird way... It, the entire way to engage with comedy is really
2: weird, <laughs> I feel like. And it just... Well, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of my bits come out of conversations I've had with people where right. I went off on my own like tangent in my head where I'm like, based on this thing that we were talking about, I had this other thing Right. where like had I had the bit ready right then it would have been one of the funniest moments we've all had or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But
1: you don't have the bit ready right. ever. I, th- I that, think the other right, thing, too, moment. is that because I feel like <clears throat> it almost kind of limits the dimensions of what you can do with crafting a joke, mm-hmm. because so much of that is just, hey, I'm setting you up to talk about something. Well, this is what happened. A do, do 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 ABC done funny, right? But then... I feel like, uh, especially, uh, with the way that I, uh, write is that there's a lot of the setup and then there's a reveal this way and then there's another reveal this way and another yeah. reveal that yeah. way. So it's like, if you, if someone was setting you up thinking that you were going to see some very simplified joke premise, like they, they were doing you a disservice because you are, like, as the joke goes on, you're like, wait a minute, I don't even know what's happening anymore now because I thought. Sure. I thought we were going to be out a long time ago. Do you know? Right. So right. it's almost like I feel, and it's kind of the same thing that happened with last comic standing too. when, in the, in the midst to bill it for more drama and milk it for more of the reality TV format, they were like, these are the most important five minutes of my life. And I'm like, then you are doing comedy wrong. Do you know, it really should not come down to that at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know,
2: the, the, the sad thing, and I'm trying to think of the analogy, but it, the, uh, the sad thing is the, uh, Actually, no, I have an analogy, but we on this show do what the shows like that are trying to sort of fake. You know what I mean? Like the funny shit that comes out of this show. Now you're on the spot. Um The funny shit that comes out of the show is all organic. You know what I mean? We have right. a, I wouldn't say we have like a no bits policy, but it's just sort of. It's anybody really, anybody I mean, who there, does a bit a goes, like, I have, an act, I have a bit in my act about that. And then they won't do the bit, but they'll talk about it. And probably, I assume, in my head, like, that they go home and go, oh, i got to add that new thing that I added tonight. I can you know remember I mean? but, very
1: specifically uh, the moments on in the show's history when someone launched into a bit. Uh, and it's really weird and very yeah. jarring <laughs> and obvious. Yeah. yeah and yet, because it's like it, the entire flow of the show is going one direction. And then all of a sudden there's just this very regimented drop yes. in there, you know, and it's, I think it's really telling to see what kind of. Comedian you are, especially because so much with comedians in this day and age with Twitter and social media is just, I know you know about this, where people like have to just like, I fucking killed it last night. Or, oh my God, I blew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just fucking, I mean, like, no one
3: cares first. Like, no one cares. The thing is too, when you're a new comic, you have a weird, your gauge of when you kill is off. Way off, dude. Right. You know what I mean, even if you think you're hilarious right up front, you're not really.
1: What's mm-hmm. also, it's also yeah. like, th- like, you, If you spend as much time as a comedian talking about how well you did on stage as compared to just telling jokes, I feel like, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's a very weird dichotomy. And it's different if you're like, well, listen, I have like a side project that's dedicated to some sort of behind the scenes rigmarole to the joke. Creative process or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, But for the most part, if you engage with me, this you're getting content. You're getting some sort yeah. of material. You're seeing me work and evolve on right. the craft, as opposed to just a bunch of preening and peacocking about shows that you have never seen and material that you don't know because I don't give it to you.
2: Right, right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying?
1: Shit, and it's just it's fucking weird, man. Like it's just really it's a weird well, thing.
2: Well the the funky thing, especially when you're when you're starting out, is something you sort of realize within, you know, I don't know, first thirty or forty shows or so where you, you come to realize that like you, there's so many elements to it. There's like the audience was in a shitty mood or uh so there's like how the audience feels in general, how the audience feels about you, uh right. if your material, your presentation of it. And just the vibe in the room altogether, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, can they hear you? So there's like, you could, you
1: know what <laughs> which, I mean? Which like yeah. doesn't seem like it yeah. would be. Yeah. For that happened my,
2: to me the first two months, right? yeah, and exactly. I, and then like, oh, there's a truck pulling I, up yeah. next to the club and unloading. Ball bearings, apparently. Right. And Just I, loose ball bearings and Legos.
1: And I think people have such a weird... <clears throat> and people have such a, a distorted idea of the day-to-day comedic process, obviously, from whenever you see things on Comedy Central with, you know, even if it's a seven-minute set or whatever, you're talking about sets that have been heavily edited, and there's no natural thought to them. So whenever people come out to a live comedy show, you also have to account for the fact that people have no real expectations about what a live comedy show is anymore, because... Unlike you know in previous comedy boons where people you know could see a comedian on a sitcom and then they they could see what the act might bring out or whatever and then they had to actually had to go out you know to see that person perform when they were there in town now you can just fucking he was like oh well, look that's how comedy works you know like I don't actually have to go out and see it live I don't see how things operate in clubs or whatever you know people don't go out and experience comedy clubs the same way that they did in like the eighties or the early nineties is what yeah. I'm saying because comedy clubs are are as a thing they're They're fading away, and the comedy clubs that do exist now, especially in places like l a, are kind of anachronistic.
2: yeah, they exist yeah. for their the institutions. Sake, yeah they're they exist like, in you know but that, they don't they're not know?
1: breaking a lot of new talent. They're not featuring a lot yeah. of new talent. They just mm. happen to have been the relics of the last big sure, sure, big bust through, you know, yeah, yeah. so I mean it's just it's it's
2: it's a, it's a difficult thing. And when you do really well, there's that. You know, the first however many times that you do really well after you realize what it takes to do well is when you start going, now, nah, I, did, I did all right, but it was just a really good audience. You right, know what yeah. I mean, you start getting into that thing where you're like, great audience tonight or whatever the hell. Happened. Right, right. And like,
3: when it comes down you know, to it, when you count it out after you know a few hundred shows or whatever, you probably killed as many times as you bombed. You know, what I mean, for the most part, the rest right, of eighty percent, out the you end, yeah. just fall, you fell in the middle, dude. You did all right. You yeah. were better than other nights, you know? right? Right, yeah. right. I mean, people, I think it's, overdo it,
1: dude. I think it's love real. Love I've always come in place. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's real telling if you walk away from a show and the first thing that you want to talk about, and especially now in an age where. It's almost basically a requirement if you want to be a comedian in the 21st century to have some sort of social media presence. You sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, where if the first thing you want to talk about is like, oh man, like fucking killed it last night or whatever. Like, oh great show, just ripped it. As opposed to just like, maybe I just want to just t- like just not say anything and just think about the jokes. I say like I,
2: I'm mm-hmm. not saying that it doesn't happen, but I I don't see as many. uh Oh, I did Wells. Maybe it's just the people that I talk to. I feel like I th- it's like like what I'll say when I when it's a good show when I felt good about it and it's I still can't even say it now. It's just I'll say like man that was a fun show or man that was a good show or whatever. Not I was really good. Just the night like it was a good night for comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if I say and I rarely ever say anything about shows on Twitter as far as after the fact, but you know what I mean. I feel if I do. It, well, it feels I mean, like most people I know do the same thing. I feel thing. Like, it's like well I feel like uh, well, man night.
1: what do you I mean in terms of that. Do you see a lot of that in, t- in terms of
3: Facebook? And- I mean, I do it after shows, and I'll say if I did good or bad, but I'll I'll say when I did bad. Right. You well, know, that like can make sense. Yeah. Dudes will say they killed. But it
1: that's a, and I feel like that's you know I mean? the difference between someone like you, who is. I mean, that's that's the kind of difference of self awareness and assessment. You know, between like, you know, if you're opening up to people, and you're like, yeah, you know, this was a rough night, but you know took some yeah, things, whatever, as, yeah, opposed yeah. To, as opposed to the other thing, which is like, and I think that's kind of the thing that I'm more targeting, which is that, uh, comic sense of, like, I can never really seem like I didn't do well on stage or whatever, you know, Where, it, right, and that's right. kind of, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just, I, I maybe I'm fucking following the wrong people, who knows? But, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know, but I, I mean, I feel like, uh, well, no, I, mean, that's, I don't really fall. To, that's I mean, the
2: thing is about, about comedy, is that that, uh, I feel like uh, comedians <laughs> comedians eventually realize is that. People at audience members don't want to hear you talk about your really great day and how everything's going wonderful in your yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're an actor, oh, they'll love that. You know, yeah. sports guy, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But a comedian, they don't want to hear that. Musicians? They want to hear. The same things for musicians, yeah, basically. Exactly. Musicians. They, they want to hear that you you fell into shit yesterday tortured, while you were proposing right. to a woman you just met.
1: It's the tortured creative types yeah. essentially, and that's what comedians fall into. You know. Right. The, so if fucking, you're
2: going out there and you're like bragging, or you've got a little too much. Bragging, in general, and you're too whatever, too full of yourself. Right. I feel like you're doing a great disservice to your comedy. Oh yeah, because like people might just not laugh at you out of spite, just because they want to see you fall in shit. I think you know? the other totally thing too, so I it's funnier. I mean, I feel like the other
1: wow. thing too that happens is that uh, a lot of comedians are really short term in their focus. In terms of growing is what I've, I've seemed to notice, Do you know, right, I don't right. really, I
2: don't really, there is, really... there is, there is definitely that, uh, you know, in this town and, and probably other towns, but certainly in this town, there is definitely what? that contingent of people that are like, you know, this is my really
1: long winded audition. Right. And that's, for, and I feel like TV that movie. is really problematic because it's almost the total, uh, uh, ideological opposite of what stand up really is about as a craft right because it's not supposed to be about I'm showcasing myself to you guys so that you can come and pluck me up and throw me into the machine and I can just make gobs of money and lose my soul yeah. you know yeah. it, it 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 was this bastion of I I am my own creative arbiter I am my own editor You know, Mm -hmm. I'm my own art director. I, you know, I I fucking, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm my own, I'm my own writer. I'm my own, Mm -hmm. I'm my own creative control here. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but I have such confidence in the production that went into this craft. I'm gonna take it to a fucking room full of strangers, maybe a couple people that I know, (laughs) and just lay it all out there.
3: Yes, people don't get that about the balls of it because. I'm not singing, dancing. I'm not doing anything exceptional. I'm doing basically what you could do, talk. Yeah, it seems easy. I'm gonna try to convince you to listen to me and be on my side, and I have about ten minutes to do that
1: shit. Yeah, right. And by the end, all you motherfuckers gonna be laughing. And and the thing about and I feel like the thing about it, which is is very different when you you have so many people who are just doing it to showcase for a fucking uh, you know, sitcom gig yeah, yeah. or something. You can
2: you can kind of fucking eye that shit out, like to some degree these days. I've noticed the people who go up with a personality in place. For their comedy, which is like, as far as I'm concerned, right. like I'm the it takes guy. you it takes you like a good five years to, to figure out what your personality really is in comedy. If you go up on stage going, I'm going to be this kind of a person on stage, then you've already you've, you've you're going backwards. You're not. You've got to grow into being thing. somebody. But then, so there's that, and then they do sort of one man skits where they're I was talking to you know, and then they're suddenly doing characters and you're like again, like you're just this is way too which is almost know like I'm, I'm showcasing mm-hmm. my ability
1: to do character dialogue.
2: Yeah, and you're just going like that's not yeah.
1: you know what you mean? A sad, which is a fucking and, I, and here, I feel like man. again yeah, and, and, and it's it's, it's a real fucking slap in the face <clears throat> uh because the thing that I think is so awesome about comedy as a creative endeavor um which is so great as as opposed to what everyone is trying to strive towards with you know very regimented and templates of, of, you know, what you can fit into in the, excuse me, traditional network mold is that you get to sort of set your own narrative arc with stand-up you know yeah you yeah. get to say like yeah you know like okay this is my fucking special and this, like this is this album and this is how this sort of chronology goes and this is you know like if you are interested in this larger story that i am trying to tell then it has its own history you can point to it you can build its own sense of community there you can yeah. you can connect people and i think the thing that is such a fucking frustrating thing is that You've got you've got a lot of really very funny talented people in this town who talk, uh, who have mastered the art of being funny and being vulnerable right. and honest all at once. Right, and,
2: and there's and you know what it is. There's no fucking. It's like heroin. There's no goddamn better feeling than walking in front of a room full of strangers. That you're on completely even keel. You starting from you zero. Who are judging the mm-hmm. fuck out of you? Yeah. By the way, what you, you can walk to it, hate on you, right? right? It's like one of those things where you could the... walk up on that stage and they want to pummel you in the face, uh-huh. or they want to hold you over their heads and like getting up on that stage and just with your voice, just with words, like no special equipment, no band backing you ideas. up, ideas, nothing. Just like I'm gonna talk for eight minutes, and like. Transform a room and then you get off and they're clapping and you're just like, All right, look that's the greatest feeling. Yeah. Like that's the greatest feeling on the planet Earth. And that's where that thing where where uh you know, I I, got, I I was in bands a lot when I was younger, and you know, when you got the whole ensemble of the band, there's always that thing in your head where you're like, something goes wrong. I can blame the guitarist, or <laughs> I can blame the drummer. come on. You know, the know what I mean? Whatever you it know is. Know just, whatever it is. You, you can blame it's the drummer. My, you act like you me broke a string. You missed a beat. Whatever the fuck it Goddamn was. the drummer
1: didn't time you, a guitar.
2: You know, you can blame the house sound, or like, mm-hmm. oh, they didn't have my he, monitors he like turned Brown up right. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can yeah, blame
0: anything. Oh, the yeah, light right. wasn't hit me right. It didn't <laughs> get the flow.
2: But like,
1: put the light on James. Even but if like, yeah, when, But like, on. as a, as yeah. a
2: solo comic, <laughs> you got you got for better or worse, it's, it's accountability. Just it's
1: you the death And that
2: feeling of like when you know, uh you know that that feeling of like. Knowing in your in yourself that like somebody could pull you up out of bed and go like you need to be on stage in thirty seconds. Right. And you could do it. And I think that's in your underwear if you
0: had to. I think that's the thing Greatest that feeling.
1: is that is most uh, that's kind of the biggest gulf between people who are actually comedians and people who are attempting comedy and then people in the audience is that I can remember attending shows out in LA before I actually started doing comedy You know, I went to the show at the Laugh Factory, and I remember sitting there and thinking exactly what you were saying right then, which was, if someone plucked me up right now and was like, go on stage, do it, you know, I would be like, I knew, I know that I'm a funny person, but I had not taken the time and effort to prepare for what that endeavor really meant. And I Mm -hmm. knew, and that is the fucking humility that people don't have when motherfuckers be heckling and shit. Yeah. Because... In that moment, I was like, yeah, I know I can do this, but I haven't done the work to do it. So yeah. I would never delude myself into thinking that if someone put me up right now and said, be funny, the, the odds on favor is that I would be a disaster. Right. A yeah. fucking disaster. Yeah. So I, I feel like that and like, it was that fucking article in the, in the Tribune where they had two comedy writers <sighs> Talking of about, about how defensive heckling, heckling is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. right. Wow. Where it's if you are a person who thinks heckling is great, you're a fucking coward. You know what that is? And that's fucking.
2: That's what happens when every fucking comic has a fucking. I comics, please, for the good of comedy and your own career, stop putting up videos of you smashing a heckler. Right. You never, right. there's no, there's no, you like I know, know it's fun. Bragging rights. rights. I get getting it. But it. like, tell right. your story to somebody to it, to another comic. They'll enjoy it. And you guys can swap stories. Stop putting that shit on YouTube. You know how you cause fucking... it's just getting, cause every heckler now goes, this is going up on YouTube. Yes. I literally, I can't remember. I think, oh, I don't remember where I was. It was, it was a few months back. I was in a slightly larger show. Uh, and somebody was on stage, and I heard a heckler do some couple things like this. And a friend next to him was like, You'll see this shit on YouTube. And like the comedian was like, I, I fucking can't even. And he just tried to go on with his act. He didn't reference that. He just tried to go on with his act. Mm-hmm. But I just that thought, like, that's what I was like, the that's only, what these guys are thinking. The only know? way like, I'll be the yeah. drunk, obnoxious guy who ends up on YouTube, gets smashed by the heck, you
3: know. But the uh, thing is, is there shouldn't be like an eight-minute video of you smashing a heckler. Yeah, like, but you're there's eight minutes to destroy a heckler, dude. Right? Thousands you didn't destroy the heckler. The heckler yeah, took yeah. over your whole fucking set. Yeah, right. You yeah, know how yeah, you, know you, know know you destroy eight minutes? And now you're now you're
2: just encouraging them to say like.
3: If you heckle you, me, basically you gave somebody you else a set on your YouTube. Yeah, right, exactly. You know I mean? And yeah, you're,
1: you're essentially giving a giant broadcast to everybody, saying if you attend my show, I will give you more attention than me, the person who is actually supposed to be. Receiving the attention because I am the professional. Another the thing stage. bands don't have to put up with. Right. They start heckling I, yeah. I'll hit a drum, which is, and I think that's so like, fucking weird. I think that's the weirdest thing with the comedy community and how it has responded to hecklers over time is that you there was no fucking time in I don't think music history when bands were like, hey, someone ran up on stage, let's let them jam out with us or whatever. Right. Do you know what I mean? right. Yeah. That shit is exceptional in a fucking band's history, and they usually invite famous Right. And
3: they'll, they'll, you, right? And they'll be like, like hey, like, yeah. I
1: know that you have actual. Musical talent. Yes. You can come play right. with us. It's not a fucking bum rush, okay? Right. They don't just pick out somebody and throw a fucking guitar at them. Yeah. Like, Where's our is?
2: bouncers? Because, like, you know, you see videos of people getting up on stage at rock yeah. shows. Right. There's, like, Keith Richards smashing the dude over the head with his guitar, like, like it's a baseball bat. That you would know be what There's a I mean? good video, dude, destroying I the
3: heckler. There's that, there that? that video well, of the guy yeah. who yeah. smashes the guitar. With the with the fucking the... The... No, I'm saying with oh. of a comic just wrecking the mic stand. I did see one. There's a guy who's, playing a guitar and some dude
1: heckles him and he just, like, fucking breaks the guitar with that guy's head, Jeff Jarrett-style. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Nah, that was shit was brutal. And I was like, yeah, bro. Way to handle yeah. it, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's
2: um, what I'm saying. It's like, we... It, it's sad that, like... It's, it's weird. You could go... To, you go to the improv and they had the whole thing before. No heckling. Turn off whoa. your cell phones. No filming. But, uh... I don't know. Two or three times in the last three months I've seen big acts like Russell Peters, Doug Stanhope, things like this. Bill Burr. Where... They literally in the middle of their set caught a guy with a camera and said, stop filming me, turn that shit off. Right. And the guy kept filming and didn't get kicked out. And I was like. Why put up the fucking warning yeah. if you're not going to kick out the hecklers and you're right. not going to kick out the people fucking filming? What else are you doing? Yeah, like, you, you're just going to hope that on their on their best yeah. behavior. They're just going to listen to your... Like, why would they? You need to start kicking people
1: the fuck out. Well, if you heckle, there's you no, fucking leave. There's there's no, why, why put up with that shit? Comedy has this fucking weird... It's 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 got this fucking fundamental disrespect in how people view the craft because they don't know what it's about fundamentally first of all because people fucking think that stand-up comedy is really about I'm just like go, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy who tells some jokes and I got a smile on my face right. and maybe that shit was applicable 70 fucking years ago maybe okay but it's a different world now so that's not what stand-up comedy is that's what I've always said is Normal, well-adjusted people do not become stand-up comedians because mm-hmm. if they were, all right, they wouldn't have no need to go on stage and open up about these things. Because the normal, well-adjusted people are in the audience fucking paying money to mm-hmm. see the other people who are not well-adjusted and not normal open up about all the things that they relate to.
2: You hear that, kids? So they can feel better about themselves. So
1: it's not... like yeah. Fundamentally comedy is this weird like and
2: the other thing is there is that there is that level of professionalism that you right. you still keep up where even if somebody's heckling you that in any other fucking job you'd be well within your right to smash their face in during comedy there is this professionalism where it's like no 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 you can't just throw a chair at the guy right. you have to make a joke out of him ruining your night and
1: ruining everyone else's like right like, a, you are literally one of and shut him up and not fuck right? up your show. like the yeah. pressure that comes on you when a heckler happens is and that's the thing that about that fucking article that was so infuriating where it's like you're you're basically defending Thankfully, something
2: everyone toward right. the new asshole
1: so uh, that's a good, and shout that's out that's to good my good man Bronson Jones who got uh, his response published uh, by the tribune after the back oh, and forth no, with the editor uh, he uh Bronson uh, did some real good work and uh we might I will put it on uh the page for this episode, his his write up because no. what he said was a uh, was a really really well stated uh, All right. All uh, explanation. Um, so oh, thank I'll you Bronson sure. for uh, for responding to the actual writers <laughs> of that piece. But um, the thing about that defense, which was so infuriating, is that. None of the actual fucking comedians that these critics, you know, people who supposedly enjoy the craft of comedy pointed to, enjoyed heckling. Not a single comedian is going to be like, yeah, Yeah. I like a heckler. You basically are saying this person is a unanimous asshole. They have decided to ruin everyone's good time, including their own, in a desperate bid for attention. That just speaks
3: to the journalism of the article, though, because that's basically like doing an article about the cure for AIDS, but every doctor you interviewed said, there's no cure for AIDS yet, fool? And
0: you're like, they are on I mean, the verge. Yeah, there we go. There
1: you have it. <laughs> <laughs> you are like, doctors are Total optimistic. Now, I will say there is uh,
2: there that one of the most entertaining things from a live perspective, not very good recorded, but from a live perspective is good crowd work, yes. which is an entirely, if a comedian talks different? to which, you, yeah. you can talk, about, like me, I'm, I don't know, Those maybe it's just really the comedian heckled in heckled me. Too. Is it like, I if a comedian talks to me, I'm I'm like real quiet. Like I don't even want to, because I'm like I don't want to say more than, you know what I mean. I don't want to sound like I'm even heckling. But yeah, I'm the same way. Did that happen to you before you were a comic?
3: Yeah, I didn't. I I, 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 the
2: first time I went to a comedy club was like was like a month before I started doing comedy. So it's like you know I've basically been in you know. But Jeff Garcia uh, clowned
3: me once at the Ice (laughs) House. Yeah, yeah, maybe like four years before I started doing comedy. Yeah, I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't really mind it. It's just one of those things where. When they talk, I'm like, how much is too much to where now I'm kind of fucking with their shit? Right. I don't know. Right. I'm, well, very, you know the, I'm just not very good at being the guy for crowd work. Like, yeah. if you're going to talk to me, I'm probably not going to give you anything. Because I, mean, I, I don't want
1: to give up any good jokes. You guys do it a lot on stage, though? I don't do really no. any crowd work I've at all. Almost I do. I'm not very, interested in it, I don't, I, yeah, You know what it is, though? because And I think this is why I think it's a really skewed perspective of what comedy is. Because fundamentally... Stand up comedy is a one way medium. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I do crowd work, I'm the fucking anomaly. All right? But, you know, and I think that's what people come to expect that, like, they're supposed to be a part of the show, and you're not. Oh, okay? Right. You are not a part of the show. I work on all this shit. Right. You know what I mean? You're the audience. Yeah. You are there to enjoy the show. But not a single fucking one of you would ever expect to get up and dance in the middle of Swan Lake. So sit the fuck down and laugh. Okay? <laughs> It's ain't about you. And it's not about, it literally is not about you. And when you bought a ticket, you confirm that Mm -hmm. fact. Yeah, the tricky
2: thing is when you put up, when they, when you go to a club and they put up a crowd work comic, like the third comic, you're like, fuck. Now you just open the heckler fucking floodgates. Because now they're Right now they're comfortable talking to the guy on stage. And I hate it. And now they're drinking on top of that. By the time the eighth comic goes up. It's just hecklers. Right. That's
1: yeah. the only people left. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, I really, and, they, they, <clears throat> and like, that's why I really appreciate a comedian who is phenomenal with crowd work because they understand that nuance between engaging the audience but never letting them dictate the pace of the show and feeling like they are in control of everything. You know? Right, right. At no point does the audience feel like they could throw a fucking mutiny of right, the performance. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think, and I think this is the thing that I was, I want to ask uh, about is kind of what we touched off this whole conversation earlier. Where you come out and you're fun like you're already being judged, you know, because for the vast majority of comedians, you have no real background with the audience. You've never been seen on TV, okay? Yeah. Even if they've seen you on TV, they've never seen your stand up back before. Yeah. So they only know you from like my favorite. Yeah, thing. They're, they're, right. they so back, they, yeah. so basically you're always a caricature. Unless you are one of the preeminent comedians, you know? Right, right. So you're always being judged when Mm -hmm. they first see you out on stage. And my question, though, is are you aware of that now at your point in your comedy career? Because I feel like really early on, I was like, yeah, I know, like, people are fucking thinking about me. But now... I'm aware that that's a thing, but I've never. Welcome it. Yeah, I've never. I don't pay it any consideration or anything like that. You know, or if someone's like, oh, this person's in the audience, I'm like, am I supposed to be? You know, but like, I know it's it's interesting to see that evolution of self, though. Yeah, in comedy, where you go from being, like... and it's from going through it. You have to eat
3: shit. Like what we were talking about like ten minutes ago was probably sounding like more uh inspirational. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? to, fuck yeah. yeah, we do that. Oh, you yeah. know, on stage, and the straight connection. inspiration, dude, yeah. Now yeah. comes you know I mean? the self-loathing. This is the real, dude. <laughs> Kids listening at home that were thinking comedies for you and shit. You have to eat shit, and if you're eating shit in minute one, you have ten more minutes. You know what I mean? You yeah, either yeah. win them back or. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, but no, you can't. Yeah. I, 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 after have, a while, you,
1: you, you welcome that. Oh, man, I respect you, you want, yeah, no like comedian, no comedian who just gives up in the middle of a set and fucking puts their mic in. Fuck Do you know what I mean if you like, like, and I know there are extenuating circumstances. The most famous is the the Opie and Anthony tour in Philadelphia when Bill Burr finally oh, yeah, went off. Yeah. But everybody, all these other comedians, like I think it was like Don Marra and a bunch of people, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. Were like I'm not gonna yeah. put up with this shit or whatever. So I, I'm not talking about incidents like that. I'm talking about just a comic who's not feeling like they're doing well. And just putting the mic in the stand and walking yeah, out like a bitch. Yeah. Did, yeah.
2: I've done that. I did that once. I was you just, a bitch. I was too damn drunk. <laughs> oh, that's different. I remember that. I, I I literally recall. You knew when to say like, when. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, five, like, five minutes yeah, into right. the set, you knew
1: when to say when. <laughs> I after don't, you
0: don't know, even know this was a bad I idea. <laughs> a friend
2: of mine videotaped it, so for all I know, I did finish my set. But my my recollection, what I remember was, I was doing my set and my fucking the screen in my head just went blank, and I was like nice uh i was thinking what's my next bit wait what's this bit (laughs) what was the bit before this (laughs) oh shit and then i looked out and i was like so blank and you couldn't scroll back couldn't even even, yeah just everything disappeared and i was like and i was like i have no fucking and i was like you know what just put the fucking mic in the stand and walk off. And, right. I, and I went to go grab the stand and I put the mic next to the stand so it fell off the stage into wow, the crowd. tough, bro. And I was like... Into the crowd. Oh, <laughs> damn, like, son. onto the floor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you are like a drummer and shit. Yeah, there you like, go, man. <laughs> you were the drummer this that tried to spin scene. the drumsticks ever, and the ever, shit pokes someone's eye out. Did you
2: ever perform at the spotlight? Nah. Okay. Well, it was, you know, the stage is about four feet off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So the stage is about four feet off the ground. Uh So from mic stand level where I'd put the mic in, I'm six one. So about five eight or so. So from about five eight plus, so 12 feet or so of this mic just falling and it just in the crowd on the ground, whatever you want to call it. And I just remember looking down and going, I'm too drunk to pick that up. And I just went, good night. And I like walked off stage and uh my friends who taped it say they won't show it to me. So it must have been terrible. They closed
3: Damn the so. club shortly after. Those are good. <laughs> Spotlight is out of business these days, folks. Here's is the man who shut it down.
2: Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Those two things you're are. You're welcome, Southern to California. Spotlight that is a fact. Spotlight yeah, is yeah, no yeah,
1: longer yeah. in business. So man. but
2: I I do like to do the thing
1: <laughs> TK just
3: turned us off.
2: I do like to do the thing where uh I'll start I like to start uh a set with a really awkward setup, um yeah. That's and neat. then a pause for like a good few seconds while the audience goes, does he even know that he just said that? Or like, does he even know where he's going with this? I'll, I'll give you a quick one um, that I only used a few times. I, I felt like I should keep using it because I Doing always love the way. It's on it, the air. Yeah. Lopes, yeah. But I'm telling you. So it's moment. okay. It's Here we okay, go. As uh, I would say. Um, Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> not, not hello. Not how are y'all tonight. This is literally. I'd pick up the mic. And I'd say, uh, I'd say, uh, oh, a set, a scene, like it I'm scary. not, uh, I'm not afraid of black people per se, but I am scared to death of that black dude on the old state commercials <laughs> you see? and the amount of times that I'd say, I'm not afraid of black people per se. And you just saw white butt cheeks pucker just like, Oh shit. You know, like it was real quiet and I stare around second. the room, almost kind of nervous and it was like that moment just before I got into it was like ah oh, I could eat that it was that was my meal
3: so I do one you know like what I mean? that but I don't always get that response like I do this joke about Lincoln the you know the, the movie right, uh, right. like you know how uh, you know when you first saw Star Wars you wanted to play Star Wars you wanted to get a lightsaber you wanted to own R two D two well I just saw Lincoln and I really want to own. You know, there's the pause, and I'm hoping people are like, What the fuck? You know, but I I, I didn't get that, that vibe. Anyways, I say, I want to own a Civil War uniform. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped on Civil War reenacting now. It's like when you see Rudy, you want to play football. <laughs> I saw Lincoln, like, let's get down.
2: You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe it's the in their head they're going, He's either going to say, I, Now I want to own a gun or a slave. If you threw the word gun or slave into the opening, if you, you, know a, know if you, you put slavery, yeah, yeah. if you said I yeah. saw the I saw the Lincoln movie about the slavery and everything else like that, and now I really maybe the people own... thinking
0: like
3: it's a Lincoln movie about like Continentals.
0: Yeah, well, you I'm just what saying like because young, there's
2: yeah. two things that you could yeah, that they're you not putting I'm the imagery in they yeah because they're like, like well he's like going to say
3: bill. Yeah. own
2: a slave own a gun yeah there's a there's a there's a what's oh fuck I can't think of the term for it but it's basically like sort of implanting it's 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 like <laughs> no, it's like a I, I get what you're a subdued. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you yeah. uh, subliminal message just in a sense.
3: And it's not the same as right. If
2: you'd really have mentioned there. slavery, just thrown it in there, even in mm. the beginning of the sentence, to where they would have forgotten it, it would it's still, it's still be sense. in the back of their head. See, it would but, be then, all but then I say
1: on the South. Where's the go. kick?
2: <laughs> no, yeah, you wanted that Inceptionist
1: uh, but no, you know what it is. It's the same thing. Where I mean, Mitch, Mitch is this is probably the best example since we're going around the table right now. Uh, <laughs> but let, let me you, do, let a let bit do a now too. Come yeah, on, man. I'm not gonna, Please, I'm not do that. But it's just it's the same it's the same point that Mitch is making about the setup. Uh, but uh, the joke that I have, which is, I start off by saying I'm traveled a long way to talk to you about something very important tonight, which is the difference between are you a racist or are you just a terrible human being. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's how, it like, that's, and that's what I, I say that as the host of the show. Yeah. So I'm the first face that you see, and that's how the fucking show starts. Do you know what I mean? And that, and like, for, like, and it used, and like, more often than not, it gets a really big laugh. And then sometimes it'll yeah. get like a really like awkward laugh. And then sometimes people are just dumbfounded because they're like, I have no idea. They're like, damn it, he's going to bring that up. Right. But it goes, <laughs> it goes in very obvious different directions from what you're expecting or whatever. But it's, it's a very, I mean, like for people to go and like, I'm out to a comedy show, you know, and like the host comes up and is like, I'm dropping some real heavy shit on it. It's, it's one of those things that, that. We, we were it, hoping the host wouldn't notice he was black. Right. I feel like it's one if of you those lab, things. You're racist. It's one of those things that when you talk talk to friends about uh being a comedian, you know, they they it's again the same legitimacy in the profession and the respect. They they just want to make a bunch of dumbass fucking jokes and they don't they have no idea that this level of thought goes into how you engage and and that's why I'm always just I want to punch somebody Anytime that some friend of theirs makes a dumb joke and they go, "Do you can be a comedian. I mean, no, you can't. You can entertain your dumbass friends at there's Johnny a Rockets. There's involved. You cannot be a professional comedian. Yeah, there's a... There's you don't a, fucking...
2: There's a world of difference between riffing at a party... Right. You don't standing
3: up there for eight minutes You don't put your, a fucking
1: oh. band-aid on somebody and then look at someone and say, you could be a doctor. That is the same fucking principle.
3: Everyone gets the same chance, though, dude. And that's the thing, though. Especially when you're starting out, you're doing shitty shows that'll basically let anybody on. You know what I mean? And so you're doing right, shit right. with comedians where it's like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, you're up there, man. Really? Why, with, this
1: shit? That is why comedians is like, I, I think that's the other thing, though, where it's like, because if you were an actual comedian then you've been doing it, like, no wonder you're gonna be so fucking just angry with people. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you yeah, literally hard, right and then people think that it's such a fucking breeze and they're like well, how come you're not making a joke right now it's like because i don't like you i heard because you don't
2: respect what i do with my life the most <laughs> infuriating thing i heard uh recently is not the i'd like to try comedy i don't mind that that makes perfect sense or like i think i'd probably you know i i feel like i might do whatever the hell but somebody actually said um I'd be a pretty good comedian if I ever did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, you know, like how much I would fucking pay to watch you get up at the oh, improv like, for I seven minutes. Four I'll book you
3: tomorrow. Like, like, what else you, would you say that right? about ever? And shit, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, I'd, that's
2: like I'd be a pretty good baseball player if they ever gave me a shot yeah, at the fucking right? place. And man. then, and then man. If, someone, if I practice ice
3: skating for a month, I'd be in the end And you know, know
1: what, shit? what you would happen though? Yeah, you would yeah, ask that you would go, Hey, you, you, did you play baseball in high school? Uh no, I didn't. You played no, in college no. though. No, I no, didn't. No, you played no. some. You played some minor leagues though. No. Have you ever played organized baseball? No, but listen, my no, friend, my friend threw
2: a popcorn kernel at me the other day, <laughs> and I whacked it with my hand, and that shit flew like ten feet. So yeah,
3: really, by the transit my property, my could have fucking I spit my gum out and slapped it like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So surely, like if you
2: replace my hand with a bat and the gum with a ball. Fucking yeah. grand slam, motherfucker! You know, that was the only
1: way to out of the outcome, park, though, motherfucker. I actually, to this day, I still do that when yes. I yes. to go. Yes, always do it. Mr. Perfect from fucking it's a, a wrestling baby, World Wrestling Federation. Mr. Perfect was the best. Kurt, uh, Hennig. Kurt Hennig. Kurt Hennig. Rest in peace, yeah. Kurt Hennig. Uh, that's right, he's I dead. I don't
2: know. Uh, sorry, I wasn't. Like not, many not of the aware. greats
1: of the professional wrestling world. Rest in peace, the Kurt Hennig. He would. He Mr. Perfect was the like one of my favorite wrestling characters. He that's literally two was weeks in a row. You brought The most. I didn't bring him up, dude. I didn't bring up. Well, then he got brought up. Okay. he would. Throw football know. passes downfield to himself. It was amazing, and he had and his theme music was the most pompous, irritating, Can't annoying. Remember it, now. it was it was like this royal horn filled thing, and it literally when you <coughs> heard it, and it was this fucking blonde haired, blue eyed, just chiseled white guy just coming out and just being like, "I am Mister Perfect." It, you literally wanted to throw garbage at him.
3: Remember his, his move was the Perfect Plex.
1: Yeah. Even his move, he yeah. had to sound like a dick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was man. That's why you don't know shit about America if you don't know shit about professional wrestling. Mm, At least, at least '80s wrestling and shit. If you don't know, I know about '80s wrestling. You got got '80s 80s to mid '90s. A lot of that. A lot
2: of that's not okay. Well, listen, mid '90s. If
1: you don't don't know what the Attitude Era is, you don't know what America's about. Okay, you don't know nothing. You don't know shit. Or you're older. No, (laughs) Ben, (laughs) holler at him. Tell him, Ben. If you're older, you know older wrestling. Boom. Yeah, I know older wrestling. Well, there you but go, man. You're still in. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, Don't you yeah, dare throw no this motherfucker man. a Thank lifeline. You. Oh, yeah. Don't you throw him a lifeline? I, to we I told saying. you before,
2: like <laughs> when I grew up it was Hulk Hogan and Andre there the Giant, go. Ultimate Warrior, you know Dude, what I mean? You should know. I, 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 I watched them live. I may yeah. remember Mr. Perfect, but it was probably like an also round. It probably was an old if I saw a photo I'd be like, Oh that guy. Yeah,
3: he had belts.
1: He was Mr. Perfect was the intercontinental champion for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Now you gotta look it up. Was he with uh, Bobby the Brain? It was a Bobby the Brain. Right, right. You know what? That was one of my favorite things about wrestling. The was the idea of a fucking a manager yes. who like for you a were, fake like, thing, right? Yeah. Like, but like, no, it was so like as a concept though. If you think about it on a oh scale, yeah yeah I remember that guy. Socially, okay. Okay. There yeah, you right. go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course yeah,
2: you yeah. Did. With the fucking turquoise, yeah, yep. Tank tops. yep, yep. Ah, uh, and he always wore yeah. the suit. And he, yeah, count yeah, money yeah. and shit, count, and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, he was the best. Oh
1: yeah, and whenever he did promos, he was so smug. It was great. Uh, but if you think about wrestling and just like on the the manager is a larger thing, we're like, listen, week. I've got this fucking man beast, just hulk of a destroyer that you love. But we all know that he can't talk worth a shit. Yes. Okay. He can't express a thought in any kind of charismatic way to make you I give a damn.
2: I literally Ooh. thought you were gonna say he can't expressify.
0: And <laughs> 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 you know, I was like.
1: Man, that's <laughs> a
2: great word. We're I'm going like to put it again, I'm going to buy that domain name This man can't specify.com. Ex- <laughs> no go board.
1: This man I'm can't. Start using up. That. I'm using that. that's going to my act somewhere. To. I'm uh, going to say like,
2: listen, I'm trying to expressify myself. And you know uh, who it is, the South,
1: the South is as terrible as it is overall. its overall it gets, mm. got a lot of credit for pioneering the role of managers because you had Bobby <laughs> Brayton Heenan. You had Jimmy, the mouth of oh, the South. Now the heart. Heart, yeah. Okay. And those motherfuckers,
3: Slick might have been from the South. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I had a curl on a kango Mm hmm.
2: You know, it's fucking great. You had All Mr. right. Pooch. Let's uh, let's move on from all this comedy business from in here. Uh, you are uh, hey,
1: ta- talking about wrestling
2: Yeah, yeah, well let's move on from that as well <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid all the sports conversations I, I know that so both of you have We didn't even get sport, into football yet, man I know, is but yeah, your team is both, The both of you have Twitters that just blow up with sports shit and I was It's like, oh, about
1: God. sports entertainment Because here is America
2: <laughs> you got a problem? It's America, right? Um, Listen,
1: you ain't going to stop me from expressifying about I'm professional stop wrestling Stop me
2: okay? now um, uh, 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 What you got there? What was I going
1: to say? We're going to talk about, that. We talk, we talk
3: about you, Mr. Gonzalez. Let's do this. You're a daddy-o. For sure. I'm about to be one for the second time.
1: Oh! oh. August. So thank well, you. Thank you. Such, hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, hey.
3: Hey, hey dear, drinks dear. all around. All right.
2: There uh, it is. How long you been a daddy-o? Uh, 20 months coming up on... Oh, well, you're still so, counting the months. Is the same what, is time, time, is time When same they time get time to like two, comedy. then you do years or what? I guess.
1: Is that how that works? Yeah. I never know.
3: Ben is well, like, one years old is a, is a range. I can imagine like
1: Ben looking at his kid, being like, "Listen, are you years now? Or are you months? Let me know. Whenever you can talk, I'm gonna know that you're years. He'll answer me now, though.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He'll well, say. I years think oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's, all right. He's, I don't he's know.
2: It's a trip, me. man. I'm 187 months. Just one point.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? If you're a cool number of months like that, you can say it. I'm one. one eight seven on these motherfucking months. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know
2: why I oh, went with that number, but alright, so alright, right, right, it's good, go ahead. Uh, motherfucking months is going uh, no, I'd be closer to like 300 or so, right? No, you're In the 400s. You're
1: 187 on these motherfucking months, son.
2: It's 34 times 12. Anybody is, have a calculator? I don't know. Um, <laughs>
1: Riffopolis, uh, calculate your months right 408 now.
2: months. Play the math sound. Sorry, it was too quick. It was 408 months. Alright. Yeah. I'm in my 408th so 40. month. 43? 40. Well, no, I'm... Uh, That's only on paper. Well, I'm no, 34. So I'm actually, no, I'm probably in 412 the months. Age. 412 months. Yeah, I'm 34 too, man. All right. 34 right. as of late October. So right. so I'm coming up in my 412th month. I'm a... I kind of want to like, I want to go to like, now I suddenly want to go to like a young person and go, let me tell you how months work. <laughs> I know a lot about
1: it. <laughs> you need. <laughs> Been, like, bro, until you got around, a couple hundred right, months under your belt yeah, right, don't yeah, talk yeah, to wait, me let me tell, let listen, me ask you something listen, how many months you got 64 and i'm supposed to listen to you go ahead take your no listen, having month ass out I'm again.
2: up in the 400s on the months i think i'm at i'm, this I'm point, in the syndication lot. i mean really at this at this <laughs> point <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm saying? well into syndication, oh
3: well into syndication, oh four times oh over God. is a box set of months. Oh but I am, dog, because I'm working on the second kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh I'm like right. Chuck Lorre dropping yeah. kids. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be hits. <laughs> I I could officially call myself an expert on months at this yeah.
2: point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Four, you do anything no, four times, Mike and Molly, right? Oh right. right. Yeah, oh, I'm in the syndication of life. Oh no. Oh, no, son. There it is. Oh,
2: so God. we're both month experts. Oh, That's God.
1: good. Oh, my oh, God.
2: We know this no, is but I have oh, not no. been
1: counting Wait, the last 20 want, like, like, want, like you have. I like, an old black man to walk in right now and be like, I've
0: been here for 1,300 months. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: All right. You win. Fine. <laughs> Rub it in. Black people so old. <laughs> Don't ever be you have that to be old. 100. You have to be 105, I think, to be 1300. Let me check. That's an old T- black person. Teddy's is the one upper.
1: <laughs> you know, all black people don't age. by Living the But let me tell you about catching a fish, son.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, 108 would be 1300.
1: 1300 months, 108 100 years old. Okay, all right. All right. Well, I'm I'm back with 100 105. But, you know, we don't it. age the same way as everybody else. You know that. Man. I mean, that's fair. But that's on. fair. Yeah.
2: So, so you got the one, the 20 month old. And now you're gonna have well, it's a, a son,
0: right? You got a son. It's a son. I got a son. It's a
3: son. Yep. <laughs> All right. I have uh-huh. son. <laughs> I son. Did it Regan change your, your whole? Did it change your whole act? It actually started my act because that's when I started doing comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, okay. you know, I got time I off work. I worked for the that. county. I got a couple months off to you know bond with the baby. Really? Yeah. So I hit the got cubs. some got
1: some <laughs> paternity leave. Yeah. Yeah, 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 nice. So let nice. me use
3: this time to start doing comedy and not get paid.
1: So you had? Did you always have that itch though to to, go uh, out, to stand up? Yeah, dude. I was
3: just scared of bombing, dude. Yeah, scared of bombing. And but then. that was like one of the first things I wanted to do ever since I saw comedy
1: specials when I was a kid, dude. Yeah. You watch Raw? Like you can do that? Right. And you can just wear a fucking purple leather suit. Everyone, everyone just, has. It was Raw your special that you. Because I feel like every comedian has one special where they literally say that. To yeah. So where they go, you can do that. Like no, I know, because like, I
3: already knew Eddie Murphy as an actor, and I've seen SNL stuff, and like, you know he was awesome when you are a kid. Beverly Hills Cop coming to America. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop absolutely. again.
1: Yeah. fucking movies, amazing, dude. Right? Sometimes I can't even imagine that Beverly Hills Cop was made. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Like,
3: and, and I was little for <laughs> ver- delirious, so I couldn't. You know what I mean? My parents aren't yeah, that irresponsible. We're gonna just slap on delirious. I believe mine may have been. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but by raw, hey, you're nine years old. You know. Don't repeat <laughs> this stuff but yeah you, know, you can watch raw right, and right, I was like right. holy shit like on top of that you could just do this this is better than the movies Now now here's the
2: thing is I I mean I I grew up mostly listening to like Bill Cosby definitely some Eddie Murphy for some reason I don't rem, I mean I I must have been an adult before I thought of like that as a profession. I don't know why I didn't. It didn't even occur to me that that was like a thing you could do for money. So it was to be in hoodlum. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I mean, obviously he got paid for it and everything else. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason in my head, that was not, I don't know. Did that, that click for you at that age where you're like, that's what he does for a living. Like he doesn't do anything else he gets up and he tells you. Not, not
3: particularly with uh, Eddie Murphy <clears throat> but you know later on you realize yeah. that it's you know especially
2: in LA you see it's a viable career for people Did you grow up in LA? Yeah yeah oh, okay LA. we'll see that I came from Phoenix which is yeah. like, you, you I get, mean, but there's comedy clubs You were just, just well gonna, not really <clears throat> there no, is now when you were growing up no. Yeah at at the time there was like there was right. I remember when I was in uh like a freshman in high school there was one comedy club that used to run these really weird commercials for uh stand up comedy And they would show just the setups for all these different jokes from like three or four comics that I don't I don't know that they were famous. I mean, I don't I would love to find that you're commercial You're supposed
3: to, now. Want to come in to see the punchline. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was I, really I
1: remember punch one punch guy saying I'm
3: killing I think I'm gonna go because I want to <laughs> know if I figured it out. Yeah, I remember when you hear that, that
1: joke in the middle of the set, you just walk up, you're like thank you, God! They were like Mad
3: Lib jokes <laughs> and shit. You know, just come by the club and finish these jokes for us. I remember that there was
2: one that was like uh, where the guy <laughs> had started out and he was like, well uh, was like come on down and have fun at the yuck smack <laughs> Yackety yack! It doesn't exist. Yuck right? smack! And, yackety X. Uh, yeah, you know how it is. I would invest. And in that. Uh, there was it was I was, was a guy up there, and he was talking. I want to say it was like the stealth bomber about how fast it goes. And he goes, "Now if you took a bean burrito from Taco Bell, and just people yeah. were losing their shit, and then they cut to like the next comic, and I was always like."
3: Where does that
2: joke go? (laughs) Like to this day, I'm like, where does that that joke go? That fire was lit. Yeah, right. Yeah, where does that joke go? So, so there was was definitely one comedy club in Phoenix, but Phoenix has a way of just of just uh, it's an interesting making you drop your dreams, like just
3: just kind of. (laughs)
2: Going, hey, like
3: now nah. every building is the same color.
2: Yeah, <laughs> throughout yeah.
3: Phoenix, and because a bunch of my family Phoenix, lives in Mesa,
2: dude. The, the official, like the unofficial slogan of Phoenix is like, you can do that, but not here. You know what I mean? Like, whatever fun thing you want to do, like you can go to a city and do that, oh, but you can't God. do that here. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, uh, there's literally the amount of times over, like every fucking fun institution or club that I had the whole time I lived there. And I left when I was 20. So, you know, I had two adult years in that town. But I I was going out to clubs when I was, like, 15. (laughs) Every single one of those clubs does not exist anymore. Every single last fucking one of them. And since then, every club that I've heard about... Mm -hmm. When I go out there and friends are like, Oh, you gotta go to this club, about every two years that's gone. Yeah. It's it's like it's like a uh they don't like fun. One, one of the
3: uh, They're trying to be like a big Orange County kind of. I if guess but let's have just no well, shit that has a, been a, in existence for more than five years. I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give
2: you a let's perfect example. There is there is yearly and this sounds really sad to anybody who's never lived in Phoenix, but there is yearly... I
0: bet it sounds we sad.
2: We have, you. you know, the Arizona State Fair happens in, in, like, kind of a ghetto-ish area of Phoenix. And it's by this place called the Veteran Memorial Coliseum, Big Coliseum. Okay. And uh, what's interesting is any bands that would normally play the Coliseum, if they play there around the time of the uh, of the State Fair... You you get in free with your uh, state fair ticket. So I basically I saw Nirvana and Nine Inch Nails at the state fair, but not at the state. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. That's um, awesome. It for was free? such a, yeah, well, it's with the ticket, you know. That's still, still, Like, you didn't have yeah, to pay an extra $50 exactly. 50 bucks exactly. To, uh, so,
3: so, they have that at LA County Fair, but I saw, like, the Isley Brothers. Yeah. Hey, hey, most I mean, states. Hey, that's
1: great. I would no, love most to go. But I'm most, saying like, it's not like,
3: because uh, he's saying when he was younger, so either, like, great this great is God's a hot yeah, time yeah, to see Nirvana. Exactly.
1: Anytime's a hot
3: time to see the Isley Brothers.
2: I mean, we're also, I mean, Ron Isley's never going to die, all right?
3: Kirk Hobane is dead for like 20 years, man.
2: I saw i saw green day i saw slaughter i saw gallagher slaughter. gallagher up all um, night
3: sleep all day yeah i Holy went there shit. here's here's
2: the here's the kind of balls slaughter has they opened with that song oh
3: that's an ugly
2: like, song. like i was sitting there going like yeah literally after <laughs> that i had a really good time doing that song uh, and man. then i immediately was like wait i don't know any other slaughter songs this was a terrible uh, idea other band and i powered through to... and then i think slaughter was like all right we know we know what's up we're going gonna, we're gonna we're gonna gonna to do the together. song again. And so they closed with the song. So it was almost like everything in between was a weird dream. Wow, anyway, so the cool. state fair that's in most so places, depressing. like the county fair, is, is like a low rent. Because you have actual, especially in California, you have actual fucking theme parks. Arizona does not have them anywhere. We have water parks at best, and they're fucking low rent. And um, so the thing is, uh, not only do we not have any kind of theme parks, we had the state fair for like two months. They stuck it in the middle of the ghetto. And the amount of people whose mothers, concerned mothers, I had uh, friends of mine who, when I was younger, I, you know, oh, state, uh, Six Flags might bring a Six Flags Arizona. And you'd hear people's mothers go, oh, that'll bring all the gangs like they have in California. And you'd go, where do you get that idea? Well, California has several theme parks and a shitload of gangs. Mm-hmm. That was that was factoid one. Mm-hmm. This is, these things are true. But whatever, yeah, caus- yeah, correlation yeah. causation. Yeah. But, okay, these things are true. Second part is true. They stuck the state fair in the middle of the ghetto. Like, w- you, if you walked more than a block from the state fair, you could get held up or shot. Um, so that was their other thing where it was like, see, even when we had the state fair, there's gangs and you're like, Yes, because they stuck it in the middle of a, like gang territory. Even without that, though, what I'm
3: whatever you have, if there are gangs, gangs are going right, go to maybe go to some, get some shit. A they, a they want to go to, to the top, bro. Right. They can go to city but you have to understand, Phoenix is city Phoenix extremely
2: xenophobic.
3: you're reading the news, it's funny, though, because a, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the Mexican people there are very whitish, like more white than people I know. Have here. been
1: there forever. Well, yeah,
3: yeah, you don't speak
2: Spanish in Phoenix. No, no, no. Yeah,
3: That's no bueno. But really, there's a lot
2: of retirees who have flocked there over years. Oh, just... yeah. Because you can buy half the state for what you pay out here. Mean,
1: yeah. Arizona was going to fucking sell its Capitol building. They were so out of money, man. They were going to rent that shit out, bro. And they are so fucking destitute. They closed all their rest stops in the state a couple of years ago. Just yeah. shut it all down.
2: Yeah, that's a trip, man. Right. That's so that's where, that's where obviously growing up there, I didn't have comedy aspirations to the long and the short of, or
3: aspirations period other than to leave right right yeah well i mean i i wanted to be in <laughs> a band dream I, is, did have, uh, I did have i did have musical inspiration city of i did
2: have musical aspirations training. because we had the thing is phoenix is a big 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 metal town like they're all metal something oh, yeah. about the desert and uh, american indians and metal are just they're inextricably linked and a lot of old rockers either lived there or moved there. All of Dawkins lives there. Uh, Alice Cooper lives <laughs> there. Dave Mustaine yeah. lives there. In fact, I think all Alice of Alice Cooper, up, big golf
3: there. guy over there. Yeah, yeah. My That's dad's golfed him with him a few yeah. times. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Look at this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Got a little golf day with Alice Cooper yeah, there, yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad, yeah, you know my know what what dad, saying?
2: it's on uh, my first DVD. My dad loves to point out How many out holes did he... shoot?
0: 18!
2: Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. He loves to, he loves to
0: 18!
2: He he loves to point out that uh, when he looks at all my crazy looks and everything else, he's like, he's like, but you're like that all the time. And he always likes, you know, I went golfing with Alice Cooper and he's not in the makeup and everything. I'm like, yeah, he's 65 years old. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. He doesn't walk around with face paint on, but like neither do I. And I'm not that
3: crazy. I don't, don't know. You carry yourself like a 65 year old man, son. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> so
2: that's, he likes to port that. So yeah, no, I did have musical aspirations there because of their huge metal scene. And you, you get it delusionally into your head that like, yeah, yeah, this could totally happen. But then like you look over the list of bands that have made it from Phoenix and there's no one on the list. And then you start <laughs> to realize BZ like,
3: that's a Jimmy Eat World.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's, jimmy, that's, jimmy well that's, that's, that's
3: I, I i disagree that, with technically, the, that they, don't technically have they they, they whenever came I go to from Arizona, i feel
2: like they came bud. from another place and like just before they broke and then they set up shop in tempe because it was cheap and or scottsdale something like that uh, and then they got the fuck out so there was like you know what i'm saying like thin on the ground i i i couldn't i couldn't name you a single jimmy world i'm not sure i've ever even the heard them i know the name I've heard that. Of course, you heard it on K-Rock, from Phoenix. You yeah, hear the yeah, name. I and can think like, of oh, one yeah.
1: Jimmy World song yeah. that I enjoy.
2: <clears throat> that I enjoy. Yeah, there you go. So what? yeah, but you know, Surely top of the <laughs> top of the charts. Those guys. There's been there's been like five over the years that have like had a song on the radio, but like for the most part, not.
1: I did not know Jimmy World from Phoenix. My mind is blown right now. For some un. Uncon- I right, understand well, why it's so blown. That's a, that's a thing. Some bits, man. That's I really did not expect that, you a Pod fan.
3: No,
2: do not care for payable ben, on death. Chula Vista, I think they're from.
1: Oh, they're from Atlanta. They're from California. Like, like, California. You don't, like, you, you do to Phoenix or with that kind of shit. Game. But
3: yeah. hey, it's all Christian. What well, you were saying about no fun there? Or, I think they death like a party in Phoenix, dude. Or, What's that? Whenever I go to Arizona, man, Mesa, they want a party. Oh yeah, Scottsdale, oh, they oh, yeah. A party. Because like, what else they, are they? They do? want fun though. Of course, they don't want because they're starving for as much. You know no, I mean, no, just, entertainment. We're not gonna, right. Let's play the five clubs before we build a new
2: museum, dude. It's like when I go out there but to visit my sister. You're I'm gonna hanging, have fun. She's uh, she's three years older than me, so she's 37, and so I'll go hang out with her and her friends and stuff. And so we're talking about people that are like late 30s to like mid 40s in that range, and it's weird that I feel like like I'm at a high school party, like they're still doing keg stands. Nah. You know, like you got a four hundred one k, dude. You should probably not be doing <laughs> that shit. Four hundred
0: one k, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Mortgage diversify, payments, woo. Diversify that tap. It's weird. It's, it's weird, weird, weird though, because yeah, you weird. get into
3: like that phase of my life. I have a kid, I have a mortgage and shit, and you don't feel different from when all you really cared about was hanging out. Right, right. There's a whole time, like from eighteen you on. And you think now? it's like never yeah, I hardly drink at all, man. Right. right. I, I hardly do anything, dude. You know what right. I mean? Just all the time is taken up and if I got free time I'm trying to book. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it is what it is, dude. But it's cool and it's it's fun, but you don't feel different inside from when you were twenty one. Twenty one to thirty, like it just goes by, dude. The time just starts blowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. blowing by, dude. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And you still feel on the inside the same way when like all you had to do really was, who am I drinking with today? You know yeah, me, where are we going tonight?
2: Well, that's that's the upsetting thing about turning 30 is that, like, literally nothing changes. That you go, like, I remember when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old thinking of 30. Like, I'll be, you know, in 2000 and whatever, I'll be 30 years old or whatever. And I remember thinking, like, mm-hmm. how different everything will be. And, like, you get to 30 and you're like, I fucking, I don't know anything. Like, nothing's changed. I feel like it's really weird. It's like your 20s with more money uh sometimes sometimes less yeah. but yeah sometimes more so depending on who
1: you are but i think it's really it weird be. that every sitcom freaks out over the age of of 30 so much that they so heard insignificant. So because
2: you know what it is I'm just like, it's just I'm a, it's the like,
1: fact yeah. that you take stock of your life you know it's any kind Quite of the first mile, time
2: any kind of milestone well look from maybe th- for most yeah, from 21 to 30 there is nothing going on there's a lot going on i mean like as far as Well, I guess at 25 you can rent a car, but like shy of that, nothing, you don't get anything from 21 to 30, you get nothing. It's just like, now you can drink, figure that shit out. And then one day you wake up and you're like... Two, you know, fucking, thr- you, know like I'm, you know what? I mean? It's, it's like a it's, milestone, and I think
1: this is why I really am uh, probably the the you know you you gentlemen are both older than me, so I'm really uh, <laughs> the only gentleman in the room in the twenties right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually not well equipped to dialogue on this since we've established that I am. yeah
2: yeah you much... don't know shit about shit yet. Well, it's no, okay,
1: it'll happen <laughs> to you. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not so much that, but um, it's weird. And You know, everyone's always saying yeah, yeah, I'm substantially yeah. older. Uh, and that's really well, you weird. you are a crotchety old man, right? Yeah. which is weird to like to be like, an old soul. which is weird to like people are like I thought you I were forty <laughs> one. And fucking, fucking life itself. You know what though, bro? It, it, it is a legitimate thing, man. Like it is fucking it is a straight up legitimate thing. I have always, since I was a kid, remember thinking that being a kid, fucking sucks, dude. And it is weird that everyone puts being a, like their inner child on such a pedestal, because I think being a kid fucking, it was so goddamn But you're miserable. not enjoying being an adult, either. Yeah, because no one is <laughs> because I'm fucking poor and black and a male in America, and no one gives a shit about my humanity. So that's mainly the driving reason behind that. I'm fucking I don't enjoy that factor of it. Well, yes. see, so... I do enjoy the say fact that again changed. with the echo. <laughs>
3: that should have been more profound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a the, the guy on the board. I'm black, I'm a
1: man, and I'm in an America and no one gives a fuck about my humanity.
3: I Frederick
0: Douglass resonates.
1: Yeah. Douglas, rest Time. My point though was that in comparison to uh, uh how I enjoyed my life as a fucking child whose opinion wasn't respected versus <coughs> being an adult whose opinion is at least somewhat considered before it's dismissed, I would take that fucking equation any day of the week, man. And it's just weird to me when I was growing up to see so many people being like, "Oh, when you're young, like, oh, you don't fucking and I and niggas, it's just weird because I was like especially out in L.A., you're just like, the fuck were y'all doing? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck were y'all doing when you were like 20 and 18? And it's really weird for me to be like, especially in my case where I, you know, like, my father died when I was 11, so I basically helped raise my younger sister because my mom had to work yeah, out of town, do you know what I mean? And then went off to college and fucking was an independent adult there and that shit, and then like came out to L.A. and started doing this stuff. So it's really weird to see everyone worshiping youth, but I'm like, when you had it, though... And even when people still have it now, all y'all do is fuck around, and y'all are the dumbest motherfuckers alive. Like, literally, you're in the most privileged nation on earth with the most knowledge. You are yeah, literally you fuck it off. Yeah. You are literally the dumbest people in the world. Do you understand? You're literally the dumbest people in the world. So, like, I I, I sometimes feel so flabbergasted being in a society and culture that uh so deifies youth, and yet. The youth are the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. That's
3: why, though, man, everything that's doing it is ignorance. This generation
1: now is ignorance is is not bliss, bro. And let's fucking put that phrase. You ever seen a sad, retarded good. Ignorance, never. Is, ignorance Ain't is never the, seen ignorance sad is not bliss. You know, I know a lot of ignorant motherfuckers, son, and them motherfuckers is not happy, dude. So ignorance maybe is not as sad as knowing things. Wait, Can on a happiness a on a happiness
2: index, who's happier? Like uh someone, motherfuckers some, happy, son. someone who's
1: Ain't nobody happy Someone
2: whose entire world is like watching whatever happens on MTV, bubblegum, you know, chewing, Kardashian loving except, or Teddy.
1: No, who's happier? Except isn't even fucking happy because they know they're depressed. They don't just have the emotional and intellectual fucking significance to articulate it. To themselves. But it's that. No, it's not bliss though. Cause I know these motherfuckers and they are sad. Son, I look them in their sad fucking eyes all the time. <laughs> these motherfuckers are not happy. There's no bliss there. I don't know who came up with ignorance. It never was happening. This motherfucker was not ignorant. Okay. That no, shit is a fuck. Is that shit was a grand lie in the history of humanity, son. Ignorance is bliss is one of the worst fucking yeah. uh, cultural axioms that we have ever fucking put on the book, son.
3: It's, to, pr- it's to promote ignorance,
1: right? Like uh, the smartest motherfucker in the live was like ignorance is bliss, and everyone's like that motherfucker know what he's talking about. And that motherfucker yeah, look, not I, 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 look,
2: I take issue with a lot of idioms. For instance, money doesn't buy happiness because payday is always a good day. So, like, mother, well, the thing is, if all. you you got his money then yeah okay you can't well you probably could but like <laughs> you know what i mean you can at least try you can certainly try give it your you best give shot. it a shot right maybe. but y'all don't
1: even try if son. you haven't if you don't
2: if you try. got all this money and at no point along the way you figured out what makes you happy then like, yeah, you you're kind give of up. fucked. Walk into the like, fucking
1: river and don't come back.
2: But like, it's real hard to like walk past a homeless person
3: and be like, man, he must be ecstatic. Right? Nah, you know what nah, I mean? Nah, like, there's no nah, way that ain't, That ain't the way that works, dude. Well, what I'm saying, yeah, it's like, just, it's, the it's money... It's get happiness from things that money can't really buy.
2: Guess, I'll, I'll grant that you that, but money to definitely... To
1: I'm you know, a much happier person with money. I feel like a lot of times, too, with a lot of my very popular phrases culturally... Oh, yeah. Uh, we just cut off the second half. That's really fucking depressing. Usually, yeah. like if you look up every fucking quote, they were, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, money, like we don't even understand money is the root of all evil. That's not even an actual quote. We literally just fucking f- delude ourselves. Yeah, it's the love of stuff. money
2: is the root of it's, all evil.
1: It's every fucking conventional quote is just been distorted.
0: Everything has to be
1: made easier,
0: man. Right? We can't no- even
3: say Federal Express, man. You gotta say FedEx. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What, it was Federal Express for years know, and years and years. That like ah, Federal Express, fucking. Let's did you stop know those it. signs that say
2: like "Home Sweet Home"? You know, people have up in their house. That comes from a poem called "Home Sweet Home," written by a homeless man that never got paid for it. True story. God damn, son. It was, a, hey, it was see, a homeless I, man I, dreaming about half an old
1: man, son. And then of course I'm a newspaper the
3: printed it. And he never saw shit. Died homeless. Going to back to what you're saying though about <laughs> course, the generation now being all dumb. Everything on earth is set up to get people to buy shit. Right. Everything Listen. runs on advertising and it just says, please pay people to do Everything shit for you a, or for
0: shit. Everything is a, a
1: naked corporate propaganda. Fucking pee. tonight, I'm drinking. Coke. So people now, Zero. And, and they've been doing uh, it
3: now. They they do it right from from birth, dude. Like Disney will come in to take the first pictures of your baby and get you signed up to get free Disney baby shit. No, Disney it happens Disney, in the Disney, hospital. You get free you know Disney saying? baby shit, and then they just Are you getting some you of that? Just, getting some right. of that free? No, nah, I'm getting other free shit, but oh, you don't get a no Disney. Nah, nah fuck Disney. Oh, but, uh, come on, Disney's good people. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> right, right, right. But, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, dude. It's starting from being a baby. Oh yeah. Everything is just programming <laughs> to get you to buy shit. Oh, think about, think about you know it, I mean, if, I can... if you're watching Dora the Explorer, it's to get you to buy the yogurt with Dora the Explorer. How many people keep home
1: movies? Yeah. just yeah. not so much because they actually want home movies, but because they're like, oh, I can sell this for a fucking commercial. And so it's not really about fucking nostalgia for a lot of people. It's about the fact that how many fucking corporations put ads together that are naked appeals to emotion by being like, oh, give us a sentimental home video and we'll show you how we give a fuck about you and that oh, happens see all saying. the time bro and I'm saying that people don't fucking record home movies and, and even back in the day bro home movies weren't about fucking nostalgia home movies were about embarrassing the fuck out of your kid on America's Funniest Home videos. Y'all, y'all ain't give a fuck about y'all give a fuck about nobody son you know how many videos of fucking terrible things that happened it wasn't because that shit was cute and you wanted to remember it you want my to parents will money. break out
3: every year a video of me trying to hula hoop
1: Right? You know Y'all I mean? were trying to make money. I, I was
3: like a six-year-old fat kid and shit, dude. It's funny.
1: There are some families... Like every year. Right. There are some families who fucking documented things because they wanted to have documentation, but no doubt there's a shitload of families in this country that only film things. I think, I
2: think you're putting the, uh, the egg before the chicken. I don't think I... What, what Caught way? before the horse. How so? Before, well, I think that it comes from... Families had home videos okay. for nostalgia purposes. Sure. And then somebody, I'm sure if we did the research, I'm sure if I looked up the Wikipedia article, it would probably be, like, one of the producers was doing home movies, okay. and, like, his daughter fell on her ass, and he went to show it to friends, and they all showed,
1: oh, I have a video okay, like listen, that, too. You and know then what? maybe it became... No! It's no fucking maybe, bro, because, listen, it became a fucking cottage industry, dude. America's Funniest Home Videos became basically what YouTube was before it was YouTube, okay? Right. Yeah. I'm like, you so, that. listen, there's been no shift culturally against it if it wasn't fucking something that they desired. So, I don't even know why you would try and pretend like this isn't something that people were like, ooh, let's get more and better technology America's so that we can fucking
3: videos basically everything now. Dude, you go on CNN, they're showing you YouTube videos. Right. right, Good right morning, okay, America. I You're I right. just
1: I, I I it's about selling fucking will, rights, uh, man. Yeah. Teddy and I It's fucking paydays, bro. We'll
2: argue through episode 500 on this show about uh his his jaded uh view and my I'm yeah, uh, terrible. Uh, uh View of of delusional like, optimism. People had the right. Uh, what is it the road to hell is paid with uh, good intentions? That's that's where I go with it. It was like everything starts out with good intentions, right?
1: And I say, fuck your good intentions. I have
2: not come for what you intended.
3: But where it's at now <laughs> is that's pretty much like how far we got as. People, but I don't. I don't humans, feel like people are taking home videos for the sole purpose of doing that.
1: Would you As you are now the guest here Mitch is stating his place he And you are a father He does not believe People are taking home videos Solely for the fact of, I'm not uh, saying that Exploiting their the children I, 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 I think would say by and large What I'm saying A is significant amount You got a like Balloon Boys
3: amount. dad Trying to pitch reality shows Thank For his sir. family All Thank the you time Thank you sir man. Come on now Now they're a metal Come band Come on now Look, Come on now
1: I'm not, Let's go
2: I'm man. not saying This shit I'm doesn't not happen Everybody doesn't do it I'm saying a significant
1: I'm not saying that Would you agree With the I'm saying Significant, like amount. Uh, I well, I said significant,
0: significant amount. I think people
3: now are obsessed a with just statement. documenting and recording everything, period. And so, if they happen upon something that's funny and what they just been recording, because it's just so easy to record everything now, right, right. But I would submit yeah. then they're like they're not going to hesitate to try to post. That. I, I would that submit
1: that us as comedians. I submit part of the reason to post something funny. I submit though that part. No, I would submit that it's different because part of the reason that so many people are willing to document things that happen is because they know that a payday could be waiting for them on the horizon from sites like World Star Hip Hop and all the fucking other viral sites that happen. Yep. So it's not so much that they just want to document things, but so much they know that an incentive a financial incentive has been established yeah so that's partially the reason that everyone just stands around whipping out fucking camera phones anytime a fight breaks out as opposed to yeah yeah, the possibility well, that's entirely people might story, not be but, like yeah.
3: staging things all the time well no, i don't mean even thinking, staging
2: i just I, what i'm saying is that i think that i think that a parent goes to the store and picks up a video camera with the intent of i would like to be able to see these videos when the child is much older Right. I want to look at these nostalgic whatever. Now, it's perhaps they get home and they're filming and they're like, all right, not, not much doing. But I have this now in the archives. Maybe one day I'll look at it the again. The dog does this now, if the thing, kid, let's do it. if they find that every time they pull out a lemon, the kid does a dance, oh, I'm taping that shit.
1: Okay. Now, here's You know what I mean? Which, is, which
2: is, to me, not the same thing.
1: But yeah, yeah but that kind you're, of yeah, again, you're saying you're starting. Yeah, with but good how many? How How many fucking parents want to end up on the Today Show or Good Morning no, no, America? All I'm saying is it's you a know. significant and, amount of and people for, for anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and those people are noxious. That's all I'm saying, and they are sizable in population. Yeah. Now here's so another the majority thing: of the youth
3: now are the children of right,
1: and them motherfuckers are terrible son, So why would I like people? Listen, this is the other question I have for people you as make a reason. The and these motherfuckers have been making it go around in a really depressing fashion. Uh, you and how do you feel as a, a you know new father, uh, and about the the blogs that people are creating now for their kids and their families, where it's like everything is documented. Do you know, I mean, are you is that something that appeals to you as a thing that you want to do? Like people who create a Facebook page for their kid before the the kid can even appreciate that, and they'll be birthed into their own page. You know, oh, like, like the Google Chrome commercial. Like the stupid ass Google Chrome commercial with the co-parent father like and that. daughter. That's supposed to now be like the example of he's such a great father. Like no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, mean I think that's. That. I think, I mean, that's really disgusting. Actually, he's talking about setting
2: up a Facebook profile that like, you post from day one right. about the kid that they can take
1: over. Like they do, that, they do blogs for families and friends where like everything is exposed about the kid, you know. And then and then there's they, just like, oh, this is you know, it's it's open to this or whatever. A, a mega, is that something that you're going? Is that something that's ever appealed to you to like? I'm going to. Literally just fucking document and it, turn into the thing,
3: though all your relatives are on Facebook, so it kind of happens like de facto anyway yeah
0: you know I I mean? they
3: want to see pictures of my kid I like seeing pictures of my kid too so
2: i right. I worked for i interesting I will say this i worked uh, the weirdest
3: it becomes that
2: the weirdest example I have of that, and uh, I'll try not to i'm I'm not gonna name names, but hopefully nobody will figure out who I mean but I worked for a for a very very rich uh man um and, uh, See, semi famous, in fact. Um, and, uh, I, one of my, one of my many jobs, cause I make websites, one of my many jobs was helping to, uh, keep this site up to date mm-hmm. where he had, from the time the child was fucking born, had like professional photographers that don't shoot baby portraits, by the way. Um, they shoot, things for adults. (laughs) And uh, he had them, because he had them on the payroll anyway. He'd be like, come come shoot all these fucking photos. And he had, we're talking like 4,000, 5,000 photos over the course of this daughter of his, I think his two daughters, you know, nine, ten years of life probably will continue until they're twenty, yeah. and we're talking thousands of photos, like professionally lit with like a fan blowing it. at their face regular and shit, and studio lighting, and it was fucking. It was one of those things where I was like, all right, this is too many
3: pictures of anything ever. If it's right. for him, and it was his trippy. House also, to each his own. If you're putting, well, in, like, he, for I mean, it was on the internet, but it was it well, was you know what it, it was a, under if it's such a blog a of your family that everyone like like that you want to put out there for the public to the only. The thing like, that bothered both? me, that's I think, weird. The, thing me family, mostly, cool. the thing that bothered me was mostly the thing that bothered me was mostly the
2: amount of photos. Well, there's a couple of things. First, the amount of photos. Second, the people who were taking the photos. And third, you could tell the people who were taking the photos forgot they were shooting a child. You know what really? I'm saying? Like you, like they were they put her in poses, and it was uh, like again fan blowing, and you're like. That's a little too glam for a three-year-old, I think. A little bit yeah. too. I think that's well, the know, thing with what, rich people. Period. They
1: like having portraits. Well, yeah. It's no, it's similar to what you're saying because uh, uh, it's you know uh, Beyonce who is now on the cover of <coughs> GQ for their her, her family of, made her an R&B singer well, from her, like age I mean, eight. Well, age yeah, I mean, yeah, right. right. I mean, you know, uh, her dad. Is, I mean, he was the manager for manager. You know, it was that was a real dysfunctional family element there. But I think it's interesting. You know, she's on the cover for GQ for. They're, like, sexiest women of the 21st century or whatever bullshit promotional thing they're doing now. Um, and so, you know, but Beyonce has had, like, professional photographers who literally just just photograph everything that she does all the time. Yeah. Forever, 24-7. Right. And just has, like, tens of thousands upon tens of thousands of pictures of her doing the most mundane things. Yeah. And that's when you reach that level of, like, you're, like, yeah, you might be entertaining and interesting, but you're not that fucking inter- like you. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. If you and I feel like that's the thing where it's like, listen, there's a difference between hiring a fucking documentarian to film your tour and giving them free reign versus hiring a full time photographer to just photograph you in your mundane human existence because you feel like you are that fucking deified. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Well, I mean, look, I she's again, a that. again, That's I,
3: different from taking pictures of your kid, though. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah. That, because that, no, that is. I, well, I, 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 I
1: only know. I only mention that because of the same impetus of the, the, I, I the rich mentality that you were saying. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's the yeah. only reason I brought up that connection. But it's not the, the, I the I same think as that's the
3: connection, but I, too that she's a celebrity because that at a certain point that's. I feel like it's less about celebrity and less of about
1: taking pictures. Of I feel people. like, well that's that. It's that. Tr- I mean, that culture gets trickled down on everybody, though. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's kind of what's disgusting about it is that there's 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 far too many people who are willing to say i want weird sexually exploitative glamour shots from a 3 year old because that's that okay yeah. fine I, didn't, I know just, what you're
0: saying that's literally, I, I know well, what you're saying you thinking. made it sound know, that way but no 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 they weren't so, they
1: weren't exploitative they right. were just they, you certainly all, made it it seem okay, like I'm sorry. it was so. i will i will fix uh, it was they just and it's, I don't think it's a far-fetched thing to say in this country that has... Okay, well, so,
2: I,
0: for, for there, this particular that person, that it. was not
2: the situation here. It was just that they... It was odd because given the lighting, the makeup, things like that. But they weren't sexually exploitive. Or exploitive. They were just... It was... They They. they were a bit more grown-up. Like, a little more... What little,
1: the fuck? What are you what calling I mean, it then because, well, how no, am we, i wrong here ben I, what are you saying if a three-year-old is in a more grown-up situation if it's not sexually no, 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 no. I, because
2: I, i'm doing that's
1: what the fucking what,
2: what that's is it, not then? what i mean though
1: then explain so it better. i'm
2: trying to think i'm trying to think of a better way to put it i'm i'm merely look there are poses in like kids photos that you go oh it's a kid right and then there's like adult poses You're where saying, they're like, like standing there like with their elbow on a on a on like, a scene like like, kid like this, yeah. you know what I mean, I like yes, yeah, kid actors, the precocious look, yeah. where you're like that's a little that's that uh,
3: anachronistic that in and then like what you might be thinking of is like uh Tyler's and tiaras in well, I mean, yeah, when I'm you, not when about that. You talk about a
1: three year old being posed with a fan, you're really not gonna think that they have a thinker look on their face is what I'm saying, okay, okay, All right.
2: fair. So that Well, means, I, 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 the I do want to clear that up. Anyway, oh. uh, no, but what I was going to say is also just just having made, you know, a number of adult websites where they have models on the thing. Like, um, y- you know, you got some of them where it's like they've been with the company for 10 years or something like that. And they're doing, I don't know, 20 movies a year or some shit like that. Where over a short while of time, they got like 20,000. And you're sitting there going like nobody, nobody needs that many photos of them, <laughs> like in the world. But. You don't need that many, you know, uh, I work for one of the, uh, an alt porn site right now, one of my clients and, um, <clears throat> you know, there's girls on there that have, you know, 40, 50 galleries each of them, at least 50 photos up to like 200 photos. And I'm just going like, how are you not sick of looking at yourself? At this point, like maybe they we'll don't think, like several don't thousand, know. like how many different ways can you make the same fucking face with a slightly different back? It's just weird. You know what I mean? I so to idea. that, to that level and to that extent, insofar as, as taking the photos, that's where it's like, you just don't need that many. You know what I mean? I mean, I've got two nieces. Unless you're Beyonce. i got two nieces and a nephew. And, you know, I've taken photos of them over the years when I visit for holidays and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, and it's interesting now to look back because it's like... To see that progression of time, which is kind of the whole reason you want photos of kids. Like, once you're an adult, like you're, you're going to look like that for a while. I'll take a photo every 10 years and we'll check your hair and maybe you're, you know, gray or, right. you know, your wrinkles on your face. But, like, when they're young, you want to get it like once a year, then you can make a nice progression. So, you're um,
3: asking me as a dad, though? Uh, my my girlfriend's a photographer You take a, a lot of photos, all right? <laughs> so, there's a ton. There are like thousands of photos of my kid right. already. He's right. not even two, but they're awesome. I like looking at them you know what I mean it's it, it's your kid
1: you know what I mean other
3: right. people love him they think he's cute I look through him during the day and I like that I have him from when he's a day old to right. last week
1: which I can certainly appreciate
3: and it's cool that being said I wouldn't make them Into a blog And like promote the blog Right right, right.
0: And right. I think And I think I that's
1: wanna... the I think that's the level Really where you can Sort of see The sort of sliding scale You know Because yeah. it's Perfectly fine You live in the information age You live in the 21st century With with the most wondrous Technology humanity Has ever accomplished You actually have the ability To build a photographic Archive of your child's growth <laughs> And it's good And, and, I, and, I, and, and that's I'm incredible for it Right yeah. But there's a difference Between doing that And then subsequently You know Fuck it Because I think it's I, I, I feel really weird About just like handicapping my child's public perception before they even have a chance to shape it themselves. You know what I mean? We're like, it's it's one thing if you happen to be famous, and because of that, your children as a result are not going to live the same kind of life you know
0: right and uh, you probably I mean, shouldn't
1: you right, still it's right. even more reason to not take so yeah quarters. so exactly it's even more reason to fucking try and give them some some scale of normalcy you yeah. know
3: and so because we can't comprehend that like they're right <laughs> on the internet when we were right. babies you and know you I'm can't saying? think now they're like whoa there were like and hundreds it, of pictures of me
0: right, all right i want to i want to
2: i want to move on because we don't have much time so i'm gonna move on to like we got a thousand subjects to touch I do want to read this real quick thing. This is a a, a snippet from a newspaper. It was called A, a Day with Hunter S. Thompson. And this is from uh, somebody who did a biography on Hunter S. Thompson. And this was just like um, what he consumed and at what hour. It says p. M., rise, 3 p.m. rise, 3.05. Shivas Regal with morning papers, Dunhill cigarette, 3.45. Cocaine, 3.50. Another glass of Shivas. Is it Shivas very Shivas. Oh Shivers. Shivis. Let's right? go with Shivis. Shivas. She- All right. Put Another up. glass of Shivas, Dunhill. Four oh five. First cup of coffee, Dunhill. Four fifteen, cocaine. Four sixteen, orange juice. Dunhill. Four thirty, cocaine. Four fifty four, cocaine. Five oh five. Cocaine. There you go. Uh, hey, hey. <clears throat> five eleven cocaine. Dunhills. This is like uh, every
3: 10 minutes you're doing cocaine.
2: <laughs> Just get all your cocaine over with. Yeah. 5.30, more ice in the Shivas. 5.45, cocaine. 6 p.m., grass to take the edge off. You don't know how cocaine 705, works. 7.05, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch.
1: It's Heineken. 3.05 a.m.,
4: right? A.m. Well, was the first entry. Rice
2: o- o- or RISE? RISE. Uh, okay. He woke up at 3 o'clock oh, in the afternoon. Oh, Right, right. right. Started, he woke up was at 3 p.m. thinking of a.m. So this is, this is, yeah, he woke up at 3 p.m. This is now at 7.05 p.m. Woody Creek Tavern for lunch, Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tor- tomatoes, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of onion yeah. rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice, over which is poured three or four jiggers of Shivas.
1: Wait a minute.
2: Hold on, I'm not even done.
1: Wait a minute. <clears throat> 9
2: p.m., cocaine. 10 p.m., <laughs> this gets even better. 10 p.m., drops acid. 11 p.m., chartreuse, cocaine, grass. 11.30 Cocaine, midnight, hunter ready to write. <laughs> 12.05 to 6 a.m., chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit. All right. Dunhill, orange juice, gin. 6 a.m., in the hot tub, champagne, dove bars, fettuccine alfredo. 8 a.m., wait, halcyon. A, wait, hot tub, what? Uh, dove bars
3: and fettuccine alfredo. Like the alfredo. chocolate? Yeah, yeah.
2: And fettuccine alfredo. Yeah. In a and hot champagne.
3: tub.
1: In a hot tub. Oh, my damn.
2: 8 a.m. Halcyon, 8:20 sleep. There you go. <laughs> Halcyon. Well, yeah, it's gonna be sleep after that. Shit. Oh my God. I just love that at 10 p.m. he's like drops acid, you know, like, and then at 11:30
1: cocaine. 12 o'clock though, ready to write, bro. That's yeah. like that man. How yeah, many midnight.
2: hours? That's crazy, he's like, like oh, binge in the middle of that too. Yeah, I know, man. right. Well, with all that cocaine and, you know, everything else, I mean, wow. what more do you want?
1: Dude, that dinner menu was <laughs> bananas, man And what? that didn't
2: kill him. Didn't he get shot? You need it again? Yeah. yeah. Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tomatoes, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order, onion a rings, plate of tomatoes, cake, ice cream, bean fritter, <laughs> Dunhills, another Heineken, bean cocaine, slater. and for the ride home, a snow cone. Wait a minute. Hey,
3: cocaine got No, no, no. Not one. <laughs> yeah. Give me a, a plate right. of fucking tomatoes. You know, this is a slice of
1: right? tomato. I got a, give
0: me a Heineken. We plate of Another margarita. Yeah. Uh,
1: bean fritter. hmm Cocaine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you want some ice cream? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Double
1: order onion rings. Carrots. Double order onion rings, bro. Listen, I can't even fathom. Like, that's why. Like, I fucking. I. You wish know. I... You know that
2: part in in living in Las Vegas where he's doing the room, room service and he just lists and it sounds like he's listing for like twenty minutes. He's like, oh, let me also get. Uh, quarter of turkey and a bottle of this and a bottle of that and like three cheeseburgers and he's like going through this whole thing and you're like yeah. yeah he didn't do it and like you read this and you're like oh my god that probably was his real order <laughs> oh my god dude that is that's insane. what I'm saying that
3: hard living didn't he get shot I thought like no he, like, shot, himself. he, shot, shot,
2: himself. Himself. he shot himself he shot himself, okay, himself before right. he, was, uh, he was uh yeah well he always I mean he yeah. all his life yeah. he said that's how he was gonna go he was yeah. like you know he's gonna take himself Told out his wife, before right? anybody yeah yeah, I was always no. that's, yeah. that's what I mean he wrote about it in a number of cases I think he was he made all these whole, you know. I watched a, uh, you know, number of like little documentaries and stuff on. He was always he right. planned his death. Out, he made it so I the whole Gonzo yeah. thing
1: came. From, you know,
2: so. Yeah, and he wanted it. He wanted a fist with two thumbs shoot off in the air, explode into fireworks. And right. Johnny Depp paid for that, so yeah. probably a good idea. He made friends with Johnny Depp.
1: Probably, a, probably a good idea. Uh, uh, let's that is that, the fucking just when? What year was that? Uh,
2: uh, no idea. No, no, no date is given God, on the thing. Like, I'm sorry. Not even a fucking, day, yeah. I was watching it was something, a, on, it's a, something. It's a photo un- from, a, from a newspaper clipping. <laughs> I just thought it, I read it. It went
1: viral one of the things. Where I was like, was, I guess we got to talk I about. I was it. watching something about uh, uh, fucking um, uh, F- Escobar.
0: Uh,
1: Pablo Escobar? Pablo Escobar on uh, National Geographic about uh, his whole reign of terror. Yeah. And just uh, how much cocaine he flooded the world with. The world. The wor- and it's just fucking. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where, like, you know, I've all I, like I. It was it's weird when the, all the eighties nostalgia, you know, and everyone's like, oh, us the eighties parties or whatever. And I always thought it was really weird, you know, because I was like, I was born in the mid eighties or whatever, so I didn't I didn't get to appreciate it until after I got older and got to look back on it. You know, right, yeah. but now every time I, I have looked back on the eighties, I'm like, God damn, that was the worst time in the world. Why do y'all motherfuckers want to throw a party all the time? Bracken AIDS. It, like and like the eighties was one of the shitty... I mean, just like it has to be one of the worst fucking decades on record. And you is, is, we're
3: still dealing with the repercussions. Right? Way,
1: the war on drugs, yeah. I all, mean, all the immigration problem
3: all in L.A. pretty much draws I mean, back to the eighties. You,
1: you have uh, the eighties. So, uh, if you look at if you look at media, uh, you look at if you look at how Hollywood is today, you see a clear repudiation of the advancements of the eighties, where it's like. And that's, it's kind of why, like, you know, when we had Eric Alexander on here and we talked about how, like, her uh, living single and Martin were some of the last black sitcoms that got in, like, 93, 94, but, you know, a different world to this, like, it is such a fun, it was so fucking ahead of its time at the end of the 80s, man. And it's it it is it is it is the last uh uh sitcom to have like, you know, a predominantly black class to be in, college. in the Nielsen top tens, you know? Right. And it's fucking like when I look at a different world and I look at how the world is now and I see the kind of things that they were talking about, like having episodes with someone going off to fight in the Middle East and you know, protesting that and talking really openly about the fucking casualties and the horrificness of war, it makes perfect sense why they were like, you know what? If this is what happens, if we have sitcoms with black leads, we got to reel this shit in because we're not going to fuck up the money. And now you see a world where like every fucking commercial is to basically uh, wealthy, privileged white people.
2: Right. That is literally what every commercial is. I got to move on. Okay. All right. Uh, this will be a fun little uh, quiz. I, have I fairly... thought we were
1: going to talk about your thing.
2: We were, But I just want to do a quick little quiz that I think you'll rule at Teddy. <laughs> uh, Jay Z is doing the uh, part of the score to the Great Gatsby movie. I heard it. <laughs> so this is a quiz: Jay Z lyric or the Great Gatsby? <laughs> Your money's too young. See me when it gets older.
1: That's a Jay Z. Yeah, come on. Look we'll at the Jay Z. All
2: right, Ben, you get the next one. I'm five years too old to lie to myself and call it honor. Great Gatsby. Teddy,
1: I will also go with Gatsby.
2: I'm thinking Gatsby as well. All right, it was. Males shouldn't be jealous. That's a female trait. I'm going Gatsby. Yeah, same
3: here.
1: Uh Gatsby. Oh, oh! that's Jay Z. That's Jay Z. it sound like a lyric.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not actually, now that I now that I <laughs>
2: got the framework for it, it, does sound like? Oh, sorry, about that. will oh, have there. We tipped the waiter a hundred dollars to keep the ice cold. That's got to be Jay Z.
1: Yeah, uh, that is indeed one of my favorite Jay Z lyrics of all time from the song "Thank You." on well,
2: the uh, Women run around too much these days to suit me. They meet all kinds of crazy fish. That's got to
1: be Gatsby. That's yeah, a Gatsby. Yeah. That's a Gatsby. I don't think Jay Z's using fish.
2: Yeah, I like a girl who spends a little cash for her shoes. Ooh, Jay Z. Jay Z. I don't know if Gatsby. He always had this you know? infatuation women's
3: clothing. All
2: right, in yeah, I'll yeah, take Jay Z. Take Z. Jay-Z. I'll go Jay Z. Yeah. It's yeah, Jay Z. Right. It takes two to make an accident. Gatsby. That's got to be Gatsby. It's a Jay Z. You're going Jay Z. Going against the green. Oh, uh, It was Gatsby. His shirts piled like bricks in his stacks a dozen high. I'm still going Gatsby. I
0: am, I to am Gatsby going too. to go Gatsby.
2: Uh, ben, yeah, Gatsby.
1: All right, uh, it was Gatsby.
2: Uh, no, no, don't thank me. This is just how my suit is stitched. That gotta is Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z.
1: Again, from the I song. sell
2: ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. It's got to be Jay Z. Gatsby. You saying Gatsby? Mm-hmm. Boom! Ah, 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 all
0: right, well, there. That was well fun. Played, all right, well that
2: was cool. Moving well along. Um, well played. Even though we got a shitload to talk about, uh, I sent this article to Teddy earlier saying we would talk about this tonight. I was trying to set you up for it. No, no, I appreciate it. It's all good. Uh, now this is this is similar to uh, I think it was last week we had the uh, the business. Uh, bloomberg business week i think Mm it was it was talking about like you know are you a cultural fit and it was like that's not like a thing well the new york times is now kind of asking is it the end of courtship you know with online dating a lot of these uh, the
1: atlantic also had one of these floating around as well too yeah and i feel
2: like to some degree they're just trying to call it before it happens you know what i mean but when i read the article so much of it came came like when i was reading it, i was going like this is so much the fault of the people that are bitching about it.
1: Right, yes, exactly. That, Thank like, you, God.
2: That it's like, it's, this is not like a thing. thing no, they unquote. never
0: are. in they here are. they're talking
2: about, you know, uh, this this girl who, you know... Tried to hook up with she was like hooking up with some like you know bartender guy or bouncer I guess it was some bouncer that that eyed her at a bar and then later they wanted to hang out and he carried her over her shoulder and they went back to a kegger at his place what was with it? his buddies. Let's it's let's like, set up. The what prim- did you think was going to happen the night you the, met him? The name of the article <laughs> is
1: called "The End of Courtship." Question mark. And, and it <laughs> follows this recent trend of pieces that have been popping up uh, in a lot. Of uh, magazines and newspapers, The Atlantic had a piece out that was basically talking about uh, dating and the time of social networks, and you know how everything was so radical, and people don't know what dates are anymore. And essentially, the premise of this article was talking about a bunch of privileged white uh, late twenty and thirty somethings um, Mm -hmm. who. Are basically incapable of normal social interaction, who have uh, no ability to actually go out on a romantic evening with someone, and a bunch of people who seem to repeatedly pick desperate, pathetic individuals... As their mates to date. Quoting from
2: the article, uh, somebody wrote, It's one step below a date and one step above a high five. Dinner at a romantic new bistro? Forget it. Women in their 20s these days are lucky to get a last minute text to tag along. Raised in the age of so called hookup culture, millennials who are reaching an age where they are starting to think about settling down are subverting the rules of courtship. Instead of dinner in a movie which seems as obsolete as a rotary phone, they rendezvous over phone texts, Facebook posts, instant messages, and other non dates that are leaving a generation confused about how to land a boyfriend or girlfriend. Come on, and it, right,
3: it's them. If, if that's what it's you do, and that's on you. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, you know what it I mean, is, if you want is, a date, say hey, we have to go on a fucking date.
2: Right? The, the other trick that they talk about, they talk about sites that, like one site I'm on, uh, OKCupid. They talk about how you know. Some of the girls are bitching that like, oh, guys send like a one line reply and things like this, showing they're not interested. And it's like, listen, I don't think you know what it is to be a dude. Like, they don't interview any guys in this whole fucking article. Never. No, nuts. Don't. Yeah. God well, forbid. The,
1: no, the, actually, the thing that's interesting is though, the piece that's in the Atlantic is a is from a male perspective, and that guy is just a flat out asshole. Mm. So it's the same principle where right, you're like, right. of course you can't find anyone to date you. You're a dick. Right. Well, the 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 OK Cupid thing
2: specifically, though, it's like if you knew what it was to be a guy on OK Cupid, as a guy on OK Cupid, the odds are stacked so high against you. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, and I'm I'm not saying they aren't for women, but as a guy, you're lucky to get a response one out of ten messages. You're doing pretty well if you get one out of ten. So it's like, how much time am I expected to pour into some heartfelt message when? The fucking high odds are you're not even going to read it, much less
1: reply. You're dealing with a lot of people who are fucking incredibly deluded about their own value that they can bring to a relationship, who really are fucking... And I guess it's the thing that's really frustrating, a lot of these culture and dating pieces that come out in, in publications like the New York Times or the Atlantic, where they try and focus on this really small segment and extrapolate it outward, and really... It just so happens that because of the way you guys have structured your, you know, insular little world, of course you can't form meaningful relationships. You know? I mean, when you, when you read through this article, you basically just hear something. Uh oh, This is the thing that really fucking, like she goes, as one male friend recently told her, I don't like to take girls out. I like to have them join in on what I'm doing, going to an event or a concert. So basically, I'm listening to you complain because you don't fucking have the fortitude to tell this dude no. Yeah. On a date. Do you know what I mean? You're basically dealing with a bunch of sad sack dudes who want girlfriends without putting in the effort of having a girlfriend. And I need to listen to you, bitch, because you aren't doing the work on yourself to I use uh, girls as an example. And that's eventually, I, I, yeah. I made a joke to Mitch that I was like, I'm glad it only took him until the seventh paragraph to right, finally right, reference right. girls. Uh, it's,
2: you know, here's the thing, uh, uh, women out there, if that's, if, if your issue is
1: like, oh, there's too much hookup
2: culture, blah, 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 it's fucking easy. If a guy's like, hey, let's hang out later,
3: Just fucking be honest and just say...
2: Take me on a fucking date. Yeah.
1: You know what though? No. You let me have, go on the date him. with
3: you, or do this event, and then I'll write a fucking article.
2: You know what I mean? Like seriously, like seriously. It, here's the thing: is like if you want to go on a date, this is also the other thing is that's interesting is because of you know of a culture where we're talking about equality amongst the sexes and stuff like this. Mm. We're still there. There, there still is a bit of uh, reluctance on females' part to to ask you out and pay for a date. No,
1: they want it both ways. A lot of right. them want it both ways, if,
2: and I've had I've had women ask me out on a date and pay for dinner, and <laughs> fucking cool. I don't have any problem paying for dinner or drinks or whatever when I go on a date. I usually expect when it happens
3: to. for you though. Yeah, it's cool. But like,
2: yeah. if a woman like goes, "Hey, let's go on a date," all, you know, my treat or whatever, fucking yeah. And and that's the thing is I there's also it, a fair amount of men, though, who cannot handle. Them. I'm not that's, saying there isn't, but be, uh, that's a good way to fucking weed them out. Right. Like I, I asked a right. woman on a date like last week and I'm, I fucking said it very clear. I was like a date like dinner and drinks. You know what I mean? I was very clear. I didn't want her to think, oh, we're just going to hang out. Yeah. This is like I'm going you know to going to hit on like, you a lot.
1: I know and and I think this is frustrating because the woman that's featured in this article and you know what I'm saying like the type right, right. And, and the type of a fucking uh, most likely cultural interactions that she has had the type of people that she's been exposed to right. okay the kind of things that she's doing on a day-to-day basis I've met a lot of the guys that she would probably be focusing her attention on and those motherfuckers are terrible. Okay, so if you keep putting your attention on a pool full of shitty prospects and turning to me and being like, I can't find anybody, I will never, ever feel any sympathy for you because you don't want to grow the fuck up. Right. And do the things. Just that... tell them to step the game up. Right. Listen. Yeah. You it... say, listen.
2: I like to fucking. I like to sit down with one on one with somebody right. and have dinner and drinks. Right. If you're not gonna do that, that not hard. That's fine. I've you know, had but some I'm not gonna person go person on a, a date concert? with you. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's so weird to me where it's like I, I've had. I've been in those situations with ex girlfriends, you know, where you're like, you know, there's you've been talking for a while, whatever. and This is before you're officially dating, you know. And then you, you know, they're like, well, you haven't even asked me out on a date yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's go on a date. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like it's not like I didn't do it because we hadn't really reached that place yet. It's not because I wouldn't do I it. Start with that, but no, you know, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, well, it's like it, was, like it was it was it was a set circumstances, but, no, it was, but like, it's like But you know, what admit you, that you got a little smackdown and it's good for you, right? We're well, like, okay, yeah, I'll take you on a date. I, like, yeah, I have no problem. Yeah. And if you were with some guy and you tell him, well oh, you haven't even taken me on a date yet," and he's like, "Well, that shit's weird," then like, if you keep making out with him, yeah. you have made a poor life decision. On you. That yeah. is fully on you, and no one's gonna feel bad for you. Nobody's gonna feel bad for you. You don't feel. Bad for yourself. That's why you're looking for other people to feel bad for you. Yeah. that's how you get this article. Yeah, exactly. Get some views it, and reads and
3: shares
2: you, between bitter people. Why would anybody change their behavior if you're doing you're doing no nothing, nothing, nothing? Not, and not then doing, you're saying the well anywhere the guy's are you stopping a to addict. like tell them right. that hey, I don't no, appreciate you've got as soon as you put up with the behavior, then right. it's accepted. You've got this guy. You can't sit there six months right. later
1: and go. By the way, I still don't much care for blankety blankety blank. Right. Some do. I you know I, the, the the one that's in the Atlantic is about this guy who's talking about how with online dating you know he's got all these prospects for females so like it's hard to settle on one and actually put your attention on them and I'm like grow the fuck up bro Grow up bro I, if you are gonna be mad that you were trying to date four women at one time and they find out and they don't want shit to do with you, hey, that's not a fucking sad story, dude Mm-mm. That's life, son, this no, shit no. is not, and you are like it is the height of privilege that a magazine gives a fuck about you published your, your article about what? you being an asshole, and you boy. know what's come hilarious on. is that
2: we're in this come on, form. and when you take all the hookup culture and let's say you're okay cupids and your and your and your various uh location based dating and things like this, when you take it all together, it's. If you step back from the landscape long enough you realize that like everybody's wandering around paranoid that everyone's got too many prospects. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's got that like, well, I don't know because they might well, you know what? they've it's, got six other people and not it's not it. it. Yeah, but this is well, it. I mean, if you part pull part back it, from it effectively, I don't remember what. I was listening to a podcast the other day where where two people were talking about this, a male and a female were talking about this and uh and the girl was saying like, when I find a guy that that I'm intrigued by, like I snatch them up quick because it's like there's there, it's too easy to get lost in other things. Why put up with all the bullshit? Why sit you know down what, and like you know play what all these silly games? You anymore? know what I hear from that? You thing? have to be fucking. You know what honest I hear from that?
1: I hear, and that's the same thing that I hear in this article. I hear a bunch of boring. Uninteresting, sad, lonely motherfuckers no, who have no. I I'm not to deal no, with no, no, that No, no, no. I'm actually talking about the
2: opposite. No, no no, I'm no, saying no, no. The smart thing is to, when you find somebody cool like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. to fucking Cut stop, through the stop shit. playing yeah. the game. I get, I get what you're saying. I get there. what
1: you're saying. But right. what I'm telling you is the reason that it doesn't happen is because so many of these people are fucking boring, insecure about the fact that they know they're boring, that they haven't done anything with their life, that they have a fucking sense of entitlement that is undeserved, and they feel like they are supposed to just get a partner because... That's how it works. And surprise, motherfuckers, you aren't actually supposed to find somebody to like you for who you are. That is something that requires work and effort and time. And all you motherfuckers are complaining about the fact that you don't want to put in the effort to do it. Am I right?
3: Yeah, and, you they're, f- and you're going about it by fronting. Right, now how Thanks did you meet your who, wife, you're- Ben? I was a, uh, I was working as a messenger. I've been with her for 14 years. Okay, so look at that effort. Effort. Just like I were saying, though, like when you know that this is the person that you, you want to be with, why are you going to fucking fuck around?
1: And that's the thing that I feel like a lot of women do not understand about men and the reason why some 30-year-old woman is talking to the New York Times because she's been raised by a bunch of women who were raised by Cosmo, which is a bunch of bitches who don't know shit about men. That's yeah. sure. Okay, talking yeah, yeah. to other bitches. All right, so... I basically have to listen to this bitch whine because she was raised by a bunch of ignorant bitches yeah. and they don't know shit about finding a man and keeping a relationship and building a long, sustaining partnership.
3: Everything is set up like that, though, man. Like for you to think that you got to only get people off of a website or at a bar or a club or something, it's all front, Right. And this is you're a, not right, being right, that right. honest
1: on the website. You're not being right. that honest never, at a bar or a this club. Is, this is why it's so frustrating to hear things like hookup culture bandied around Like, it's a fucking free pass because when we just talk about hookup culture, it has the effect of absolving all these millions of human beings who have made shitty, poor life decisions repeatedly and don't want to face the consequences of the fact that they are not desirable as a partner because they haven't done the work on themselves to make themselves attracted to somebody else. Yep. And I'm really fucking sick of—and that's why, like, I hate—and like, this is why we go back and forth on shows like Girls when it gets referenced all the time because, like— I get why people think that the characters might be interesting or watchable, you know, but from my perspective, I'm really sick of listening to a bunch of sad, pathetic motherfuckers who don't want to do the work to actually have a real relationship. Because... It's especially tough. No, I got I got plenty of bad things to say about this show. No, but you know, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. Though, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's I the like thing the where, show. like, and I think especially because uh with comedians, you're you're you usually you're dealing with a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, like you talk about relationships all the time, and everyone comes to you for relationship advice, but you can't keep a relationship because you don't want to fucking grow up and mature as right. a person and do the things that would be needed to do, so they don't have to listen to your sad pathetic ass in the fucking hallways at a show. And I've really reached a point with my comedian friends where I'm like, I'm not gonna give you a fucking free pass when you start talking about relationships and shit. When like you start making excuses for things that you're doing, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I've had friends who are like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, ah, like I really like this girl, you know, but I just don't want, like, I just don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, have you talked to her? Have you opened up about yourself? Have you made yourself intimate in any way? Have you made yourself vulnerable? Have you showed her that you give a fuck? Yeah. No. So, st- like, stop crying to me. Right. Stop it. I'm yeah. Like- yeah the, the the
2: The problem is that. You, you it's it's if you lay down the law so to speak the biggest problem that people have with all that is like is sort of like oh what if they leave or they don't want to open up the thing that has always driven me nuts is that people who will tell you, especially they'll tell you, uh, but most of them just have it anyway, the fucking, the walls, right? And I always get into arguing with people about the fucking walls, and I'm like, listen, here's the, be hurt. here's the problem, yeah, I don't want to be hurt. And it's like, listen, being hurt is part of the fucking human experience. Yeah. Fucking deal. If you're afraid of being hurt, you're going gonna to have right a, have a fucking, fucking fucked up kick, life. Kick you're going to have a whole from. life and of the sitting under a rust. You, so you won't you hurt. Hurt. Fucking, you fucking have a life, but if you're putting up, here's my analogy for that, like if you put up fucking walls, just for me to get to know you, I'm going to need you to open the door. And if you're not willing to open the door, i got to bust a hole in the fucking right. wall. And here's what happens. I bust a hole in the fucking wall. I come into the goddamn castle. I'm hanging out. After a few months, I decide I don't really like it here. Which is My fucking prerogative, Mm -hmm. which I would have known if you'd have just opened the door. door. It's like, hey, I'm leaving. And they go, what about this hole in my wall? And I go, you know what? That's on you. You know what? You put up the fucking wall that I had to break down just to get
1: in there and find out what's up. I will share this. As a person who has built many a wall, as we've talked about on this show, Mm -hmm. but has let the door open to certain people Mm -hmm. as circumstances call for it. When you let that door open, what I find... To, to be is that most people have no idea what to do with someone who is confident enough in themselves and the things that they have experienced where they can say, yes, I am very suspicious of all of you. I don't really <laughs> trust you. You got to fucking earn it. But right, right. You there is something about you that I will open myself up and give you free reign to pick and poke around. And most people get overwhelmed by that sense of responsibility.
2: Because they don't want to open the door for you.
1: Right. Because, well, no, it's it's for them, though. Because for them to accept the fact they met somebody (coughs) who embodies that kind of openness and is that comfortable... They don't. They don't want to accept the ramifications that they had to do that hard work in their own life because sure, of that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the shit that gets really so frustrating. It comes down
2: to fucking if you if y'all motherfuckers need to grow the fuck the up. The more the more fucking <laughs> you need the to more grow the fuck up. This this article embodies basically. I play all these children. Stupid, I play all these stupid fucking games because I'm afraid to get hurt because I'm afraid of my own fucking shadow. I'm afraid of fucking life, and. Surprise! Because of that, all I find are the exact same thing in other people. Well, it's, not even, it's like, look, yeah. if you give a shit, like, if what you want is not a hookup culture, which, by the way, I'm fine with the hookup you know, culture. You know what, I live well no, in that's there. That's bullshit! But it's if, if bullshit, if what, man. You, if what you want is more than that, then yes, you gotta put in yeah, the fucking Don't be a part work.
3: of it you gotta and be, complain you gotta, about it. You gotta, yeah, you
1: gotta put the in point. the fucking work, and you gotta fucking tell people to step it up! It's not, about, it's not about just putting in the work, though. You need to retire cliche fucking phrases like hookup culture that... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Excuse you and your dumbass friends for going out and acting on your emotions and your impulses, but not having the maturity to reconcile that the next day, okay? Because I know plenty of fucking girls who are talked about like in this article right here, who think that some dude is attractive, and that some dude likes them, and then they fucking go out and they hook up with them, and then they fucking realize that that dude had a girlfriend, and they made a shitty mistake, and they don't know how to read people as well as they did, and then they fucking freak out, and they lie to all their friends, and they lie to themselves, and their friends were like bitch i saw you last night fucking going after him i saw you initiated and then i have to deal with a bunch of fucking pack of friends who just fab lies built as the foundation of their friendship and those bitches are the bitches being talked about in the article where they've rolling five deep looking all fucking professional and shit and y'all bitches be lying to yourself you've been lying to yourself since you was in college and you think that somebody's gonna fucking come around and respect you you don't even respect your fucking self
3: that's what I'm saying, man. We're just, seeing like a decade I, I really of like reality not, shows like that. As long man, as we're I'm not slut shaming, up here. that's
2: all I'm saying. Is How is it
3: people, slut people, shaming? No, I'm no, not saying, saying it
4: is.
2: It's not. I, said, slut I didn't though. say that it was. I said as long as we're not. We're not, though. Okay,
1: we're not slut shaming. I don't want anybody at home. to That's fucking equality, man. No, no, no. I know. That's fucking equality. I don't. want... If you're at home,
2: Oh, Here's what I'm. I'm worried about that. Some. it's not unlikely that somebody at home is going to themselves. Oh, I see. Uh, these women are disrespecting themselves by fucking dudes before they know.
1: We already talked about the dudes, so you motherfuckers should pay attention to the goddamn conversation the whole fucking course of it, okay? I ain't got time to waste with your selective hearing ass.
2: That ain't about selective hearing.
1: It is about selective hearing. It right. goddamn is. It goddamn is because we covered that point at the beginning. Am I right, Ben? Yeah, we did. Okay, so you should shut the fuck up on the other side of the microphone and pay attention to the whole goddamn conversation. I you ain't got act time like, for y'all. You act like I, I was ain't not got time for y'all. I'm not talking about you. Did I reference you? You said on the
2: other side of the microphone. Oh, on the other I'm side the of the microphone.
1: That's the audience.
2: Okay, well I am on the other side. I am talking about talking metaphorically. About me. Okay, alright. Metaphorically. Right,
1: alright, all alright. Y'all motherfuckers are Listen, you've been listening for 94 episodes. Get your shit together, okay? We ain't going nowhere. You know how we do business here. Got time for
0: no
1: slow, no now listen, I, I will say on the okay. on the flip side of it, uh, I, I don't
0: I don't, I don't see anything wrong everyone. with <laughs>
2: I don't see anything wrong with just having a bit of fun uh, out there in the world, and I think that the problem that uh, again one of the many problems in the article is that people are conflating the two a little bit too much. If what you want is like serious shit, you gotta you're gonna have to come come clean about that. If what you want is to fuck around. Then fine, fuck around, look, but don't take fucking around and go like, "Oh, I thought this was serious." Because right. like, you end up with, uh, look, I've definitely been in a situation where I thought we were just fucking around, and they were like, "No, no, no," right. and I'm like, "Okay, I'm sorry, I'm that's that's not where I was going with this." You know, peace right. be Listen, with you. D- yeah, I mean, are no stories, harm, no foul?
1: There are stories featured in this where some girl meets some dude. Right, and she's like, "Oh, it wasn't what I thought it was that first night." But then you keep hooking up for months. You can shut your sorry ass right the fuck. That's the one. That's the one where she was like, "You can shut the fuck up forever."
2: It's the bouncer, and she's like, "This isn't what I thought." It was like sitting there going, "Like, what did you? What did you think?" He carried you over his shoulder back right. to his apartment where there's a party going on. Right,
1: And he fucking yeah. fed you yeah. box macaroni account. and cheese. He had to listen to you, you complain to the New York you Times? What, you expect you this guy to take you out for steak dinner? Mm-hmm. you fucking kidding me? You sad-ass, pathetic, no self-respect. And she
3: typed it and reviewed it <laughs> and edited right? it. And and, right. and, like, and know, there was like, it, yeah, this, this is, is good stuff.
1: You don't have the self-respect or awareness to realize that no one is going to feel sorry for you because this is fucking an article about no personal accountability i'm really sick of fucking privileged entitled people having no personal accountability for their own sad fucking life you know why it's sad because you have made it that way go out and do something that makes yourself fucking happy you have the money for the most therapy resources in the world i'm tired of listening to you sad motherfuckers all the time okay it's not, your life is not that hard. It is not that hard. These are self-made problems, you sad pieces of shit. Okay. All
2: right, moving on then. God damn, right. we're about out of time. But uh, hey, here's some good news in the world because everybody's shaving the pubes. We're
1: almost out of crab lice. Hey, yeah. hey there we go. They're Eradicated. Hey. Damn
2: near endangered species now. Suck
1: on that crab lice.
2: Yeah. So uh, shavy crotch. Let's get rid of them. Uh, so what's Brazilian the, crowds are is, heavy are, though, man? Are That's literally what they're saying. That yeah. like like that. There's there's you know, something like this is weird. More than eighty percent of college students in the U.S. remove all or some of their pubic hair. Eighty percent. How do you fucking God so there? So the, so the various, is doing some various People were saying work. like they, it's really hard to get the numbers on on pubic lice because people don't want to admit they have it. You can get a shampoo. Blah 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 blah. The CDC doesn't have anything on it. All the SCI, STD people don't have any numbers because it doesn't really count. It's not a big thing. Male it's just cases, fucking shampoo 80%. the shit. 80%. They're just wow. saying, uh, what are the yeah, what are the crap it, numbers from from about a hundred percent a decade ago? Now they're they've fallen down to twenty wow. percent of male cases in two thousand eight, no less. And so it's like so they're saying that like it's it's how do you it's almost call that uh, data? Is that a survey? Well, they're saying the people that check yes the, if you've had no, the, 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 yeah, no. You, got crabs? You, you go to the doctor and you say you got you got crabs, or the so doctor. I, I guess apparently they rarely operation. ever say I've got crabs. I need to take care of this. Go, I got this weird itching, blah blah. I don't know what's going on, and the doctor goes, "Oh, you got crabs." See all again, right.
3: people aren't out in the open. Just come to the doctor, and say you have crabs.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, but what they're saying is even amongst that. The cases have fallen dramatically to the point where you know they're saying that it's like uh, the crab louse is a is an endangered species, so uh there you go that's uh one more reason to uh but now you got to save shave your balls inside the such. remaining crabs uh let's see what do i have I have very very little time. I do want to quickly recommend there is an online uh web series uh I checked out that uh you might like teddy um you might also like Ben uh People at Home you might like uh called uh, High Maintenance at helpingyoumaintain.com. It's uh, each episode is about 5-8 mm, minutes long something like that. Might be less, might be more. Yeah, about between 5 and 8 minutes long. And uh it's about a uh weed delivery guy in New York. And uh, it's well written, it's well shot. Uh it's worth taking a look at. Uh Interesting. I don't normally watch web series, but yeah, I watched yeah, it, I it. and I was yeah, like, I've neither and I, you know, if you go to episodes on the page, don't start from the front page. Go to the page, hit episodes. You can start from cycle one onwards. Um, this one, Olivia here, Teddy, is, uh, that's the people you were talking about. It's like a whole episode about those people, mm. and this and this weed dealer trying to put up with them. It's like a half
3: baked you know? thing, Mister Nice Guy. No, no, it's eagle, it's
2: or? it's a very kind of modern. Um, it it literally looks like it could be an HBO show. Really? It looks like each one of these are like a five minute preview for there's an HBO production show. production. Values are really high. I mean, yeah. it's it's a good show, and and it, you know the people involved sort of work production for various things. Is right, something right. so it's
1: definitely some real legit stuff here. Yeah,
2: it's real interesting. <laughs> it's, it's um... Great uh okay i'll quickly this is this is fucking disturbing as shit i thought this was a joke i literally thought i'm still i'm still not 100 percent sure that this isn't a joke but a number of uh uh high profile uh legit publications have written about it and no one's saying it isn't a joke so by all accounts if i've been tricked so has apparently all these other publications this is from the guy who made this the segue you may have heard about this from the guy who made the segue no, he
1: went over a cliff.
2: Uh, well, one of the guys, sorry, one of the guys then.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The other guy. (laughs) The other guy.
2: Yeah, the other guy. Uh, has made this new device. They're testing it in Europe. That's, uh, I, this is not for the slight stomach. Um, he's made a new device whereby they they put a, they put a, they put a, a, a porthole in your What's stomach, stomach that you hell? put a straw into Some and, and out suck out stomach? the food after you're done eating so really you don't lose assists, you don't gain any uh, weight. by removing a
4: portion of the food from the stomach through a tube before what? it is absorbed.
2: this is like I'm telling you, watch the little food port they even call it like an input port or something To begin aspiration,
4: a the system watch this is this is the part that made me back. almost sick,
2: so just what? warning what? you right now and don't the throw up please. is
4: filled with normal drinking water
2: watch this this is this is disturbing
4: the lanyard is placed around the neck oh my God. And the system is connected to the skin port. Oh, skin the port. skin port is a small discrete valve against body, the skin,
2: yeah. which yeah. is
4: connected to the tube leading to the stomach.
2: It's a 20-minute surgery huh? where huh? they put a tube it's into a your G-tube. stomach the valve is and it's rotated. got a valve on the front of your stomach that stomach you turn. Stomach contents oh, begin
4: God. to empty immediately. What?
2: what? It's a feeding oh, tube no. in the reverse. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah.
4: The lever is there. And
2: then they pump water into your stomach and once you lift reservoir the lever. Is squeezed. Oh. Watch. Squeezing water back into the stomach this so the stomach thinks it's full. It's water
4: into the stomach to help loosen food particles.
2: Uh, empty you're, you're, you're not going to get an infection once the infection or anything. The lever everything. is
4: depressed.
2: Uh, I don't know, I, in a way I,
4: can, I, can see can I can't see why you would. Until the stomach is empty. Oh my god. There so you, you go. Just go you, just go eat Afterwards, not, you eat? the Aspire assist can be stored back in a small carry bag. Wow. <laughs> So every time you eat, you gotta pump that shit out of your
1: body.
2: You don't have to. It's just an opt. You it's look great. Option. How do you do it? Look I'm at this port. A,
0: yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, okay. Here's what happened. I did
2: a lot. of I did a lot of reading up on it because I was oh, like, they're gonna it? have to do a lot of writing to Hold fool me. So here's what happened. You go into the doctor and they basically have you swallow this this sort of tube thing, right? And it goes down into your stomach. Please don't throw up. <laughs> Goes down into your stomach. This tube. Then they take again. They have a video on showing how it actually how they install it. And I don't want to show you that. Why do you have to swallow it though? If you're getting a port. Here's what happens. You swallow the tube. Then they stick a needle through the front to meet the tube. And then they, they pull, pull the, the tube, tube out. To right. the, they pull it out through the front of your stomach. Then they install that valve. And they let or actually they let the uh, they let the tube hang out a little bit. Wait for your body to so accept to it and like up. everything else. So once it heals. Then they take the valve, they put it over the tube, they cut the tube so that now it's open, and then you close the valve. So then, then you
3: have your skin pores.
2: How
1: do you even fucking find this out, bro? You can't just
3: go to the gym, man. Something like this, all of that, and you can't just get on a treadmill. Well, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of thing about yeah, that, you know, but, you know, but how do I find out about it? That's the thing you want people to see you like with your shirt off because you look good now, and like you got uh, you got an opening. You yeah, you'll you don't give a fuck. Here's the worst part, saying, though. If, if, you if,
2: about, if the FDA approves this, then that means that like one day I'll just be walking into a McDonald's and there'll be just somebody sitting down filling their fucking filling their you know, reservoir. Here to go or is is your Filling their reservoir with their stomach contents. Right right there at the table. Right? It's
1: not about, like, listen, it's what I feel. If you're at the phase where, like, you can't work out anymore, do you know what I mean? But you need to live and you got a fucking skin port, okay? It's not about aesthetics anymore, bro. It's like straight up (laughs) survival of that thing. And, um, you ain't running, okay? You just. That shit is... This is basically the same thing as like the oh my gastric God. bypass How you surgery. Figure
2: it out, bro? How you It's, figure it it's out? similar to that idea where it's like... you experiment use, use science to, to overcome subjects? the thing. I don't know. People in Europe. You can sign up yeah. if you want to you, you you get
0: you on. You went from
3: the like Segway to the Reverse Yeah, G-tube. bro. Yo,
1: yo. It's sort of one of the dudes with the
4: Segway. The other dude.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll show you how this He was like, what's going to be the next thing that's in and a captivating world. Your
4: esophagus and into your stomach. Oh my god. Next your doctor will insert a needle through your skin what? into your stomach what at the, the, the location where the A2 oh, is. Look to be placed. Oh,
1: look at that. endoscope will be the to locate Jupiter? the
4: end of the needle inside your stomach oh and encircle god. it with a wire snare. Right.
2: And then he oh, I'm it sure it that goes perfectly Watch what happens
4: through this needle into your stomach grasp uh, the wire yeah. with the snare and pull both the endoscope and wire out oh through your mouth and they're playing my a man.
3: claw game point, literally...
4: there will be a thin wire entering the front of your abdomen into your stomach <laughs> That's
2: the nicest and way to continuing
4: put it. upward and out of your mouth Your doctor will attach the A-tube to the wire outside of your mouth. So now
2: they pull (laughs) the whole,
4: now they pull the whole tube through. He or she will pull the tube back through your mouth and esophagus and into your stomach. Oh my god. Your doctor will continue to pull until (laughs) the tip of the tube comes through a small one centimeter incision in your abdominal skin.
3: The hologram person had a soft, round
4: bumper attached to the portion of the tube that remains inside the stomach. Help secure the tube in place. Once your skin has healed around the A-tube, the tube will be shortened to the surface of your abdomen. Guy. A small, thin skin port is attached Yo, to the end of the a and
1: will sit yeah, know flush the, against your skin. Most Do
4: you see, like, I've heard in my life. Do you see why
2: I'm like, I was pretty sure they were? this is not a real thing,
0: but by all accounts, I mean, literally, everywhere you go, people are talking about this. Not everywhere, but you know. So
1: there's a lot of people in Europe that have this right now. They're, they're I don't stuck. know. They're oh. just I don't know
2: how many people have it, but you can sign up on the front page I and mean, participate in the You still have it. to
0: lose your Now available in Europe. Though.
3: I don't
1: know how many people have it. No,
3: you don't. I mean, do you? Do you What's that?
1: Ben was saying you have to lose your existing weight. Wait, year.
3: you know what I mean? That's not going to do anything with the fat you already have, so you're going to go through the trouble working no, out. No, no, that's get not true at all. No, to, no, no,
1: because it's, it's a, just out the calories, calories in, calories out.
2: Your body burns a certain number of calories every day regardless. If you're pulling out those calories, it's basically... The same as diet. It's the same thing with the gastric bypass. It's like if they if they make your stomach smaller, you can't have as many calories as you used to have. So the idea so your body are going to go
3: like nuts on a rib, have a Hunter S. Thompson day. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Just plug in.
2: Yeah, yeah. Skin.
1: I port. I mean, skin port is. Just, I mean, it's I know. A, I'm it, with you. Listen, it's, you can't say it's like like a, a lot of websites that. you design. You cannot say it's minimally minimally invasive when you also say that you're going to attach a skin port to right. somebody's. It's a 20 minute surgery, which is very surprising. It uh, is asinine, bro. I don't not uh, that cannot take 20 minutes That's what it says you When you here. think
2: about it though They're just sticking a tube Man, in there And pulling it out Through your stomach With a needle yeah. doesn't knock you seem out of- like that, Was that Does that include fucking,
1: Knocking me out I'm Because that hope. should take oh. About at least an hour bro yeah, right. I'm gonna wake up At least twice <laughs> Screaming
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait I got a skin port Ah oh, shit I, oh, a skin port. I That's gonna
3: be like-, like a urban legend now Yeah that fool got fucked up And he right? woke
1: up With a skin port <laughs> <laughs> he ate Little Caesars last night, and he woke up with a skin pore. This
2: is your feedback. Well, there you go, one step closer well, to a to a uh, the the Pixar reality as shown in Wally. Shout out to Wally. All right, uh, Ben Gonzalez, what have you got coming up? Where can the people find you? What what, what, do, you, what do you want to plug?
3: You can follow me Other on the Twitter at uh, Ben9Humor.com. Ben, the number nine, the word humor, like benign tumor, cancer joke as my handle. <laughs> hey, yo.
1: All right. I like <laughs> it. Benign humor. Got Is got it harmless? Shows? You got some Maybe shows not. coming up? You want? I was looking at that. and I was like, benign
3: Yeah, this month's a little light. Uh, next week, Wednesday, I'm be at Sardo's. Awesome. Plugging awesome. Sardo's. Yeah. Ben, on the, on, uh, on the internet. Show. Yeah, Monarch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Haven't yeah. had him on in forever. And uh, we're starting a room uh, next month in Long Beach, Casera, one Sunday a month. I just don't have the date yet. All right, good all right. But uh, let us know. we we'll uh, you.
2: you can. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, I got invited to an Eddie Pence show, so I may as well plug that while mm-hmm. I'm at it. But go ahead, right. Teddy. You plug your shit as well.
1: Oh, I'm just in these streets right now, running them. Uh, be sure to check out the blog. I am San Fernando. Gonna be uh, authoring some pieces for the L.A. Mayoral race uh for that blog. So April uh Guire is uh running that blog. Uh shout out to April. Uh so I'm gonna be putting some pieces down there, hopefully uh dropping some soon this week. So
2: work, nice. Uh and Eddie Pence, friend of the show, will be headlining the John Lovitz Club uh on Saturday, January nineteenth at ten PM. I say that cause he's headlining. I wouldn't just you know Promote. gig. Eddie Pence.
1: Hilarious gentleman.
2: Awesome guy. Hilarious man. Great show we had with him. Uh, anyway, headlining John Lovitz. That's a good gig. Headlining Lovitz. Yeah, that's, that's uh, me, uh, I'm just going to be promoting Eddie Pence. <laughs> 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 I, I got nothing. I got uh, nothing. Running screets and such.
1: Oh, good night, bitches.